0: Go talk on, right. we're, gonna we we're going to here. Here. fix that. Hello. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's free as in freedom, free as in no Bernie Sanders. There's no such thing as a free lunch. 855-450-3733. That's our toll-free number. And again, you can call there and... It doesn't matter what your topic is because this is an open phones show and we want to hear what's important to you, not necessarily what's important to us. So you can do that. You can also hit us up with discord. Discord is a pretty slick little app. It allows voice chat. It allows text chat. uh, But if you choose one of the voice chat rooms, you, using your high speed internet connection and your high quality microphone, will sound like you are right here in the studio with us. You can find out more about that at discord.freetalklive.com. The we in studios, myself, Chris. And I'm Ian. And nobody. And nobody. Nobody else.
1: It's real. It's, it's real. True. It's true. <laughs> it's
0: legal. It's legal. The <laughs> government has blessed. Bless nobody, as yeah. that is a, is official. I just don't. As I, they usually do, I don't want to uh, go back to calling you from your by, from, by your previous name. I just want to refer to you as nobody. That's yeah. your name. I'm going to respect that.
2: It's true. You there, are. Although you can also go with the nobody, formerly known as Rich Paul, or you sure. can go with Rich in a pinch. Okay. It's well, you nickname. are still
1: obligated when you do a name change. Uh, That's what we're talking about here. The probate court did yes. did approve this uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, when you do a name change, you're still legally obligated to every contract, every agreement that you under your previous name had agreed to, right? So if you mm. got a credit card that's got a balance on it, you're still gonna pay it off. You know, right. if you're in a uh, a lease or a job or whatever, you you still have all of those obligations. You can't use a name change as well. Well, that's not me anymore. <laughs> you know, you can't do that.
2: If nobody bought the product, nobody has to pay for
1: it. <laughs> we are going to yep. have so much fun with this. It is already fun. It was fun before this, but yeah. I, you know, I thought maybe that the judge would come, would cook up some kind of excuse. I really to thought deny they it. would too. And uh, what a pleasant surprise that it was a. As I understand it, I couldn't make it. Our our plane came in late. It was three hours delayed. Otherwise, I would have been there. Uh, but uh, from what I understand, it was the typical short. Uh, hearing right i mean she asked you if you were going to use it for fraudulent purposes and it was it was done
2: yeah the only thing that was atypical is that they uh they brought me into a courtroom by myself just me and chris uh and the other people who were waiting just waited until we were done and then they let everybody else into the courtroom
1: now that is different so Hmm. the other people who were there also for name changes were waiting outside yeah that is different
2: it it was really interesting and i don't know if it's because they they didn't want me to be seen not standing or mm. because they were concerned about other people's privacy with the, with camera, the camera present mm. um or what but i've never seen that seen that done before yeah. and to be
0: clear uh not standing to say for the uh, you know the judges entered the room everyone stand mm-hmm. well, there's nothing illegal about not standing
2: Well, it depends on who you ask and and what's going on. Technically, the judge can hold you in contempt for not standing.
0: Then let me put it a different way. Uh, In the city of Keene, Keene, New Hampshire, where the show is broadcast from, people have been uh, holding the judge in contempt uh, for an awfully long time, Mm -hmm. and um, they're just kind of used to it.
2: Um, well, they're kind of used to it, and also some of us have made uh, the claim, and 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 those who have made the claim that I know of, the claim was true that they were uh, Quakers. Mm-hmm. Now Quakers have right. long been exempted from standing, and I. And that's because they don't put uh, one man over another man. Exactly. Which is exactly the same line that the Church of the Invisible Hand has picked Mm -hmm. up. So basically, I'm waiting for them to to hold me in contempt. And I really hope they will. So I can make a religious claim. Right. And see if I can get to do that in Keene. i not in Keene. I was hoping they might do it in Manchester where they're not used to us. Yeah,
1: Even there, they've never messed with us over it.
2: Yeah, I, I don't I don't think they're going to. I didn't. You know, I always try to look the judge in the eye as he was walking in the room and mm. I'm sitting down and I didn't catch the annoyance or surprise or anything. It was just you, you mean know, today curious. or a couple
1: days ago? We Either were in court one. today. I okay. wasn't
2: in court. No, I was in court today when the, when the judge yeah. came in. Um, another thing you brought up
0: was whether other people's privacy might be violated because you people were there with cameras to film your portion. Well, that's right. Having a camera in a courtroom, isn't that legal in New Hampshire, too?
2: Well, it's absolutely legal in New Hampshire. And really, the concern about privacy, I think, is misplaced because it's a feature of our Constitution that court proceedings are public. Right. They're um, a matter of public record. There are strangers sitting behind me in court listening to my business when I'm in court. And that's no more a violation of my privacy than my camera is a violation of of their privacy oh, maybe
0: I think- it's the judge's privacy they're worried about, maybe they're worried about him being recorded, or
1: I think that what they're doing with this um requirement that they've put on camera people to say which hearing they want to record and then giving the defendant or the uh the process or the a plaintiff or whoever uh giving them the opportunity to object to the recording, I think is ultimately just a show. I I suspect that if somebody went in there and said, I'm here to record every hearing today, and then they let the uh, people, you know, mount whatever objections they wanted to, I I think they would all lose at their objection and the judge would have to allow you to record. But I think they put those roadblocks in the way to at least give the appearance of we're going to push back against this, we're not going to let you record, but if you were to push and, all the way, you might be able to. See, and that should be... Yeah. I,
2: I think that would be a great um, experiment mm-hmm. for somebody to do. Just go down there and, and record one day of court traffic when we're not on trial and see what happens. It
0: would be painfully boring.
2: It would be painfully yeah, would. boring. That's okay, but um, sometimes
0: you have to do these things to to get your point across.
2: Uh, yeah, and, and the thing is, I... I don't think they would – I think they would find in favor. The problem I would have with it is that I would be basically – if the defendant did legitimately and sincerely object, then – I probably wouldn't want any part of of filming what he wanted. So there would have to be a ringer defendant there to make it to make the complaint, because just like if I'm cop blocking and the people who are getting pulled over are like, no, we're scared. You're you're angering this cop. Then I'll be like, "Okay, I'm I'm out.
1: Right. Yeah. I will usually respect the requests of somebody in like the cop block situation like you're talking about. However, I do have a threshold where I will ignore their their wishes. Mm -hmm. And that threshold is if I see a police officer beating on somebody or you know clearly violating their rights in a flagrant manner even if they say they want the camera off i will continue to record in a circumstance like that but at nine out of ten times if they're you know if they just get pulled over and i say hey do you want me to record this and they say no i'll be like all right yeah
2: and the advantage of that in a serious situation of course is it allows the guy who's being harassed to basically distance himself from you and say, mm-hmm. "Don't do this," and if you ignore him, the cop may still direct anger at him, but he's more likely to direct it at you, which is where you really want it because you can anger- handle cop anger mm-hmm. better than you know the average person on the street.
1: So, congratulations, nobody, you did it. Uh, the courts have approved it now. You know, your next step is uh, changing a driver's license and then voter registration, and, and
0: all- hopefully, you know, getting on a ballot someday. Well, that That would sort of be
1: part of the plan. When does the uh, ballot period start? I don't know. Okay. Sometime within the next
2: couple months. Okay. So we will be on ballots uh, as soon as we can be.
0: (laughs) And what a ballot it will be. It will say, (laughs) vote for X. Uh, Let's say, vote for this Republican. No, vote for this Democrat. He's got a good, trustworthy name. Hey, if you don't like any of them, vote nobody. Yep. And that would be a vote for the artist formerly known as Rich Paul. It's true. It's going to be it's a beautiful interesting. thing. 855-453 gives
1: a call. What do you think about Rich's plan? He's paving the way for other people to follow suit
2: as well. This could be a thing. It could be a sideways political party. <laughs> sideways. I like that. <laughs>
0: But whichever way it goes, what's important is that Rich has the right to do this. I'm sorry. Nobody has the right to do this. Nobody should do this. Nobody's going to do this. <laughs> nobody has done it. Exactly. 855 four fifty-three. Give me a call. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's free as in freedom. That's our toll-free number. Jeez, I'm I'm losing again. No, that's all
2: right. Uh, (laughs) Just washed your lips and you can't do a thing with them?
0: It's the damnedest thing. 855-450-3733. There we go. I think I got it. That's our toll free number. That's how you can get on the radio and tell us what is on your mind, but what's on my mind right now is local.bitcoin.com. This has been a become a big thing here in Keene, New Hampshire where this show is broadcast from. There are a number of people actively trading and selling Bitcoin cash in not involving a traditional exchange, not involving anywhere that I had to turn over all my information, nowhere that required a know your customer check or a anti money money laundering law check or anything like that. If I communicate with other people who are looking to buy or sell Bitcoin cash, I Communicate directly with them and I transact directly with them. All my communications are encrypted, which is important. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy and sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site. And all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted.
1: By the way, I want to I want to point out that uh, some of these payment methods will cut your butt off if they uh, if they yes, decide they, they, they don't like you, and if they catch wind that you're selling crypto or buying crypto, uh, that may be enough reason to have both PayPal and Venmo, and maybe some of the other ones. I don't know which ones are real real choosy about that, uh, but certainly PayPal and Venmo do not like Bitcoin transactions. Rich, you just lost your account today.
2: Uh, yeah, both my PayPal uh, and my Venmo account are now closed. Um, yeah, and, I'm scared they're going to you know, close my PayPal account, too. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if they didn't. Now, one thing that I was doing and is I was uh, frequently sweeping everything that came into my PayPal account to my Bitcoin source. So they, there was only like $250 in there mm-hmm. uh, when they closed it, but those dollars are going to be gone for six months according to their email um and that's
1: the problem these, I'm these tempted companies to sue them.
2: i'd love to enter into a class action and sue them but if you can uh, find an attorney well yeah that's the thing i'd have to find an attorney and it would, i'd have to sue them under the antitrust laws which i don't approve of mm-hmm. but it what they're doing is Definitely anti-competitive by the definition of the people who passed the antitrust laws with the added kicker that there's a government preventing anybody else from becoming a bank and dealing with them.
0: And to be clear, those the fact that Rich got some accounts shut down was not done by local.bitcoin.com. It was no. it was by those companies themselves who may have uh, various different uh, user agreements in place and very Various different terms. So be sure to read up on those. Uh, finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. That's local.bitcoin.com.
1: Yeah, the platform definitely respects your privacy, but people like PayPal certainly don't. And no. if, if somebody puts in their uh, let's say you're selling Bitcoin Cash on local.bitcoin.com, and somebody types into the you know the a comment the field. comment field like for Bitcoin Cash purchase, and then you've got a you know a, you got a few different items that are coming in that all mm. ha- have reference to that. That may be enough to just uh, throw up some sort of a red flag on your account and have it shut down completely. And,
2: and preventing that creates danger for chargebacks because if somebody says that on their PayPal payment, this is for Bitcoin, then... It's hard for them to make a claim against you if you can show a Bitcoin transaction that resulted from that. But Did
1: you have any disputes through PayPal where maybe PayPal would have had an excuse to review the account? Or do you think it was just no. the volume that triggered the, the review?
2: It was the volume, and specifically they asked me about a dozen trades that I did with people in Japan. They oh. said, "Are you suddenly getting a lot of international business at your church?" <laughs> no, no, but I
0: am I am very big in Japan.
2: Uh yeah, and uh you know, but but you know, they did there were apparently some payments that had BCH or BTC. Yeah. And uh and they just they just flagged.
0: Know. That's part of the algorithm. Goes mm-hmm. through and looks for Bing. that stuff. And and whose mm-hmm. fault is this? Same thing this? with Iran, by the way. Absolutely. Do that. Whose fault is this? This is government's fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These these companies, they would PayPal would love to transact as many legitimate transactions as PayPal can because they get a, they get a little cut out of each one of those. But government steps in and says, "Oh, PayPal, we're going to hold you liable if we find out that this uh $15 worth of Bitcoin cash ended up going to fund a terrorist organization <laughs> or some crap." It, it's not that; but it's just government getting in the way of commerce.
2: Yeah, and but there's more to it than than that, which is the banking industry is a dang is a dinosaur industry. It is an industry which has been which has stagnated for the last hundred years due to government protection from innovation right. and they want to protect themselves from a younger newer better competitor that will eventually eat their lunch yeah.
1: and to 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 PayPal's credit they were an innovator for a time i mean they were mm-hmm. the you know probably one of the first if not the first major they, online payments yeah. uh platform they for, were
0: web money that was a new concept we had never had such ago. a thing you could right. send money f- over the internet. Wow. Well, now you have things like Bitcoin and other other similar cryptocurrencies. It, it's interesting because people say, well, it's, it's like having a Swiss bank account in your pocket. It's not, Bitcoin is not having a Swiss bank account. It's having a Swiss bank in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's the difference. Charge. You are taking all the power away from the banks, and they don't like that. They hate it.
2: Yeah, I really see a cryptocurrency as almost being more similar to a bank than a currency in terms of the business model of the thing. It
0: absolutely um, is. We're going to go to the phones where we've got George calling in from Pennsylvania. George, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
3: Hey, this is George.
0: Hi, George. Hi, George.
3: What's up? Right, um, I wanted to talk about the people filming Area 51. Okay. When is this supposed to happen? All right, so they said it was September 20th.
1: Okay. When it
3: was supposed to happen. So, Got it. I mean, I just don't understand their their rights and what the rights that the government has. Because like, they said that they're going to defend the place, but are they going to take down, you know, 500,000 people or so, or like what?
1: But well, I mean, that's always the question. I'm
3: going to go out on a limb and would, say that there's that not going to be, be 500,000 people there. That would be a catastrophe. That's. I mean, I just thought you guys would, you know...
1: Well, it's interesting. I
0: think about it. Um, what have we seen that's similar to this, where the government says, no, don't come, or, you know, we'll meet you with all this force? Well, how about the Bundy Ranch? Right. That's what
1: uh, I was thinking. Here we go. Yeah.
3: We have... yeah. Well, I mean, to me, I just think all those people are a bunch of fags. I mean, okay, a bunch well, of faggots. No, you can't
1: mm. say things like that, really, on the, on the air. So our board up looks like he already... LRM.FM. L-R-M. There's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Give us a call and let us know what you think. This is Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade and securely hold your cryptocurrencies including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash and more. It's available for both Android and iOS and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet.
0: Is free talk live 855-453 that is our toll-free number 855-450-3733 that's how you can call us up and let you know uh let us know jeez, <laughs> what you think about what we's talking about right now we've been talking a little bit about cryptocurrency And we're going to get into that a little bit more, but there are lots of topics, a lot of things going on in this country and around the world that probably deserve to be talked about. And it may be important to you, and we might never touch on it unless you let us know that it is important.
1: Absolutely. Best way to do that is call in. Absolutely. We'd love to
0: hear from you. In studio, it's myself, Chris. And Ian. And nobody. And nobody. Ian, Nobody. you've got a an interesting kind of take. We we were just talking about cryptocurrencies, yeah. but this has to do with—I
1: don't know—I got a few different crypto-related stories. <laughs> uh, Iran announcing a gold-backed national cryptocurrency. Wells Fargo speaking out against Bitcoin, and uh, a drafted "Keep Big Tech Out of Finance" Act in D.C. So I'm always
0: fascinated when everybody, you know, the first thing a lot of people say is, well, you know, Bitcoin's not really backed by anything. Like, that's something new. Like, no no currency sponsored by a nation state is. Mm-hmm. But that may change. It sounds like Iran is doing something different.
1: Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, because every time a government announces that it's going to do something with crypto, hurry up and wait, because it's going to be a while True. before anything happens.
2: Uh, and. Of course, that would be true of a private developer too. I mean, if if I if if you came to me and said you're going to finance a silver or gold backed crypto, it would take me a while to develop that. Yeah, that's
1: that's true. There's no doubt about it. But you would be able to do it faster than a government would. Well, God, I hope so. Yeah, because they are just. Slow and awful at absolutely everything they do. True. Um, I forget, there was some island nation, I don't know if it was Federated Micronesia, uh, that announced they were going to do a crypto. Of course, you got the debacle the of the Petro down in Venezuela, yes. <laughs> and there might have been another one somewhere. But so far, none of these things have, uh, have come to fruition. Thank I think God. the
2: Russians had something
1: there was some chatter about that but i don't know um where that ended up
0: there's lots of talk but nobody has really delivered anything
1: yeah so i guess that's the one you want me to talk about here because we can
0: start off there i'm always interested in people you know nation states claiming that they're going to truly back it by something valuable just like you know they're they're claiming in venezuela it's going to be backed by by oil and natural resources and and now Iran uh, is claiming the same thing.
1: Tehran's news agency has reported this according to AsiaCryptoToday.com that Iran tends to launch a gold-backed cryptocurrency coming less than a week after President Trump slammed virtual currencies on Twitter and tensions between the historic foes. The new agency reported the development on its English website. Accordingly, the Central Bank of Iran has approved the issuance of new cryptocurrencies. This is according to the CEO of Iranian Information and Communication Technology, Shahab Javanmardi.
2: So J- I,
0: I got to know, Is are they just trolling Trump?
2: I don't know. It,
1: it could
0: be.
2: Shahab. It. Right. It's it's not a new idea in the Middle East. Several times the idea of a gold-backed dinar has oh, been mm-hmm. uh has been talked about there's uh Wasn't Isis minting gold uh, coins for some time? Well I don't know about Isis but Libya was talking about it right before they got invaded and that's one of the reasons that, that, that was a they more, believe
0: a but, more organized effort too. Uh
2: yeah, yeah, that was definitely a uh and it was a multinational effort. It was supposed to be a pan-African uh currency and imagine if If Africa actually did develop, uh, because a gold-backed crypto, to me, is the best of all possible worlds. Um, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, because, I mean, gold or silver or any resource, even oil, there's nothing wrong with these ideas. I just have zero faith in government actors to implement them properly. But Iran, if anybody has the incentive to do it right, it's Iran.
0: My only issue with it is it involves a level of trust with anybody. Um, mm-hmm. and in in traditional cryptocurrencies we have been used to like bitcoin bitcoin cash etc the faith mm-hmm. the faith you are putting in anything is in the code mm-hmm. you're, you're trusting the rules of the network and you're trusting that there are enough, enough incentives not to be a bad actor
2: and you're and you're trusting 51% of the network sure um so uh, you
0: always are but right. uh, on, on a sizable network that becomes less of an issue. Mm-hmm. What the issue with actual physical gold, to me, is that somebody's holding that. And when I hear it's the Iranian government proposes, they're either going to A, mm-hmm. uh, have the gold and keep the gold, or B, not have any gold at all, or not enough to back the currency.
1: So that's what you should expect from a government. Even yeah. in a, a private situation with a private issuer, you still have to trust that the audits are you know they're going to mm-hmm. presumably have a third party auditor of the gold that's in a in a vault but further one thing you can't do is stop a government from coming in and raiding the vault. Right. So that's the real, in my opinion, and I love the idea well, of gold Well, that's the, the thing that's that
2: the Iranian system is is safe from unless some other government comes in and jacks their gold, which I wouldn't put past the U.S.
1: Good point, but even then you're still trusting, trusting them, to be honest. yeah the Iranian government. I
2: think their incentives are for... They want something to trade with. The biggest problem with, with the Iranian thing, though, is that if this stuff is issued in Iran and Iran is under trade sanctions, mm-hmm. there's nowhere else it could have come from. So anybody trading in this stuff is would violating be the sanctions so facto in violation of the sanctions. And I don't think... You, I, I think you would end find yourself in serious trouble. What I expect them to do is use this to trade oil with the Chinese and the Russians. Mm. They could do and all sorts of they things. They won't rip the Chinese and the Russians off because the Chinese and the Russians would kill them. They're bigger than them.
1: Right, sure.
0: but we're talking... <laughs> uh, uh, peer-to-peer currencies, uh, things that don't need to go through another intermediary. So if you hmm. were to, let's, let's say I want to buy some Iranian oil, uh, big deal. It's it's some more packets on my router, or it could be something on my computer, something I might want to keep from uh, the U.S. government. But, you know, it's not like you're holding up a big sign saying, I'm buying Iranian oil or I'm paying, paying Iranian right. uh, digital dinero or whatever it's called.
2: Uh, that's true. But then when you take the stuff and you want to buy your barbecue, um, are the barbecue places going to have signs out that say, we take Iranian currency? I think <laughs> I not. I
0: are not. But I'm the not black, in the U.S. The black market comes up with all sorts of solutions. And the more mm-hmm. governments put up roadblocks to cryptocurrency and and just transactions, whether they be legal or illegal... People are going to find a way around it
2: yeah i mean the only The only advantage I see to the Iranian currency is that it's safe from at least the government in the place that issues it more or less they're not they they can't really raid themselves and jack their own gold, but it's got so many impediments that I think if a bunch of the uh of the mints got together and started issuing a silverback crypto cart Currency, I think that is really the best thing because it could be, if not decentralized, uh, decentralized at least a federated network of people trading cold gold for or uh, gold and silver for coin, um, and so it's at least polycentric, and that gives the federal government the federal government doesn't have very much reason to come in and bust mints for having silver.
0: Could we call it the Libra. No, I'm just kidding i hope the, not i hope not the libra the is coin. is the facebook coin and it is encountered all sorts of all sorts of challenges from uh the u.s government from governments around the world oh my god no 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 no! we can't have facebook in charge of our money my god that would be as silly as trusting governments uh, excuse me i didn't mean to say that can you please strike the record um no it's the idea that one person or one organization can control your money and mm-hmm. that's the problem with the Facebook coin, Libra, and that's the problem with the U.S. dollar and with every other currency around the world. We need to get out of this idea that we need someone's permission and somebody controls access and the rules around our currency. I course, got more about the, this.
2: The same is true of uh, Amazon gift certificates. It's just Amazon always plays straight with them, so we don't notice.
0: Isn't that amazing? Our government doesn't. 855-450-free. What do you think about this? Uh, Iranian cryptocurrency does it sound interesting or are you going to poke holes in it give us a call 855 453 this is free talk this is free talk live 855 453 that's our toll free number 855 450 Three seven three three. That's how you get in touch with us. That's how you let us know whether we're on the right track or whether we're just blowing smoke. We're, we're, we're way off base on a topic. Let us know. We don't mind. We just like to have conversations with you, our listeners. But I also want to tell you about HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. These folks do a bang-up job at helping regular businesses Except cryptocurrency. We're talking about cryptocurrency. It's not a lot of good if we just talk about it. it. This needs to be used by real businesses, by real people. Do you operate a retail business or looking for a solution for point-of-sale cryptocurrency acceptance? It's never been easier. Thanks to HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. There is no paperwork, no approval process to open an account. So if you already easy. <laughs> it's, it so is. Easy. it's 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 almost it seems like I must have missed something right. because I'm already accepting <laughs> Where cryptocurrencies. Where are the hoops? Right. What, what, hold on. Where's the, I got an approval by my government. There's nothing like no. that. No paperwork, no approval process to open an account. If you already have a tablet at your cash register, you got one you can throw there, you're almost done. Just help, uh, visit helpmetakebitcoin.com and follow the simple steps. Within moments, you'll be accepting cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Dash at your store. Get started now at helpmetakebitcoin.com. That's helpmetakebitcoin.com. I've nope. never, this product is so simple. It was.
1: You use it at your store?
0: I do. And hmm. uh, just the other day, we had a, a new mover here to New Hampshire, and he okay. came in the store for the first time. Somebody I'd, I'd known his name from being online, mm-hmm. but I'd never met him. And he wanted to buy a, a t shirt, and it's like, I'd really like to buy, I'd like to use crypto. Can I do that? And I'm like, Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, you certainly may. And yeah. he, he got the 5% discount that we offer every customer who will pay us in cryptocurrency. Why? I value cryptocurrency more than I value the U.S. dollar, so I pay people to give it to me. I
1: love that. I wish more uh, crypto-accepting businesses had that same vision. It's
0: a nice, mm-hmm. easy way to get more cryptocurrency. And if you happen to hold on to your cryptocurrency for a while, you know it, it may end up being worth more. So it's a bit of a gamble, but not that big.
1: Right, um, it's not probably more than one percent of your sales every month, right? No, no, yeah. and, and not
0: today. Yeah, uh, but every every year it increases. Uh, That's good. We, we get more and more. Um, but you know, it, it was easy. I put in an amount. I showed it to him. I said, "What do you want to pay with?" Oh, Bitcoin cash. Hit that. He scanned it with his phone. We're done. It, done. It's faster than a credit card transaction.
1: Most of the time, it is. There's, yeah, yeah. There's some bumps in the road. We're still you early on that. in uh, in this world, but. So, do you want to get back into Iran with their purported gold crypto? I would. Uh, This is a quote from the CEO of Iranian Information and Communication Technology, Shahab Javanmardi. He described their measure to introduce a gold-backed crypto as follows, quote, "'Iran's cryptocurrency will be supported by gold, but its function is similar to other cryptocurrencies. The crypto asset is designed to maximize the use of Iranian frozen bank assets.'" As a matter of fact, According to the story at asiacryptotoday.com, dot com, banks like Par- Parisian Bank, Bank Pars, Pasargad, Bank Meli Iran, and Bank Meliat were working with blockchain startup Cookno's company on this as early as January. The Financial Tribune reported the gold backed crypto project will be called Paymon. P a y m o n.
0: That's interesting. So, what do you do? Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, it's a creative way to come up with a solution. I've got billions of dollars that the international governments say I can't use. They can't, can't move be them. move them, right? So there, they are. They're assets.
2: Well, but they're not assets if you can't transfer them to somebody else. Because I if I come yeah. come and go to Iran and say, "Okay, I've got your gold back. Stuff, give me some of the, give me some of your gold," and they say, "Well, it's all locked up in city at Citibank in New York." What what good does it do me that it's gold-backed? If it's not 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 redeemable, it's not backed.
0: Yeah, gold gold would likely be, but other things aren't. And and you're converting a non—you're trying to get liquidity out of a non-liquid asset.
2: Exactly.
1: The Iranian government had earlier this year signaled some opposition to Bitcoin and mining in general. This is because the government decried the use of power, which is a feature of cryptocurrency mining— Uh, In most cases, notably power is subsidized in Iran and many miners had taken advantage of this opportunity to have large mining farms, which is also what happened in Venezuela, where the secret police uh, in Venezuela have been investigating Bitcoin miners. Because, again, the power is subsidized, and so it's like free money, basically, for anybody who can set up Done a Bitcoin deal. miner.
2: Stop subsidizing power, you idiots, then you don't have a problem.
1: <laughs> right, instead.
0: Well, that- then the whole thing falls apart.
1: Well, it already is. They're yeah. having power outages in Venezuela again, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, wow. Go ahead. Mayor News reported CBI was looking to ban private cryptocurrency and encryption services like in China. That said, the status of Bitcoin in the legal system in Iran is still quite unclear. Different government agencies have given conflicting positions in the recent past. (laughs) Welcome to our world. In this regard, the conundrum of crypto regulation is as unclear in Iran as it is in most countries globally. Accordingly, the minister Javan Mardi urged the government to retain its policy on limiting Bitcoin in Iran. This is because authorities seized 1,000 Bitcoin mining machines in Yazd province just last month. The Iranian government seems keen on ensuring Bitcoin miners don't profit off of its considerably cheap power costs. Ironically, the American government has accused the Iranian government of actually using Bitcoin to circumvent sanctions. This is because Bitcoin is immutable and not subject to centralized control. Therefore, the Ah. Iranian government seems to have a, quote, do as I say, not as I do stance on Bitcoin.
0: Okay, I'm calling BS on the U.S. government. This is typical U.S. scare tactics. This is saying, you know, this is an attack first on Iran, Um, which, as far as I know, hasn't attacked uh, our mainland in maybe three, four... No, no, no. They haven't attacked us ever.
2: Yeah, Um, they've never attacked us. They haven't attacked anybody in three or four hundred years.
0: Right. So that's number one. Number two, it's a U.S. uh, attack on cryptocurrency by trying to associate Iran and all the bad things it says about Iran with Bitcoin. Ergo, support of cryptocurrency equals... Supporting ayatollahs in Iran who want to wreak (laughs) havoc—it's just insane. I hope you listening on your radio dial can can see the difference.
2: See what they are threatened by it. What I would say is, since the Ayatollah is a product of U.S. intervention in 1953, I would say that supporting an an activist foreign policy is supporting the Ayatollahs. Oh
0: my, Rich, you are. This is going to turn into some sort of a history lesson. <laughs> Things like governments, like the U.S. government overthrowing and meddling in Iran's what their elections. They would never. We never would have Well, done no, that.
2: They, they fermented a revolution. They didn't mess with the election. I'm not sure there
0: wasn't some election messing in there, too. But you're mm. right. We fomented revolution in another yeah. country. And that's supposed to equate to Russia, dear God,
1: running some Facebook ads. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. So I'm curious. I, I just want to know. Which government will be the first? Because presumably, if they throw enough money at it, if they hire enough programmers, you know, I mean, they're going to screw it up. It's going to take forever. It's going to be a boondoggle. But maybe one government will get it off the ground. Kind of like in the same way, you know, the space race did, if you believe it, allegedly get one of the governments to the moon before the other one. So maybe there will be some level of competition between governments, and one of them will be successful at this.
0: I think it's going to be the U.S. government. Really? Um, Yeah, not for any of the right reasons. Not not Have they this... announced
1: a plan or anything? No.
0: But this is this is why I think it's gonna happen that they are you know, they're making all these overtures. Everything is bad. Everything you can't use that, you can't use that mm-hmm. until you get the E the dollar. Yeah, this is this is what is going. This is crypto done the The right way. The
1: longer they wait, the you know, the further these other uh, efforts are going to get. I mean, I don't know. I don't see why you think they're going to be first. And the thing is, the crypto dollar. Already there.
2: The crypto dollar would be a huge improvement over the existing dollar because without financial institutions, there would be nobody to say you can't transfer that to a uh, to a to buy or sell crypto. I'll wager there's a plan.
0: Involving, uh, you know, like the NIST and, and all the government standards organizations and Wall Street and everybody to lay down the plan to how the e dollar will roll out. Mm-hmm. And it will be the most, the, the, the least freedom friendly thing you can imagine. Yeah, sure. I, well,
2: I, all we need is enough. Basically, the only thing it's needed for is. For the ability to turn dollars into something cryptographic, so they can be traded for a real cryptocurrency.
0: The government's only goal in this is to mm. increase a surveillance state. It mm-hmm. is not nothing to do with its use or anything like that. They want to get rid of cash. They've yeah, been clear. Most of the time, the years. government
2: fails to do what they want to do. They intend instead produce unintended side effects. This is true as well.
0: They do very well at increasing surveillance, like all good dictators. Eight fifty free. Eight fifty. Woo. Oh, man put that drink away i should Eight fifty-five, 450 free this is free talk live he's not drinking
4: hey everyone this is charlie shrem you've seen me on the netflix documentary banking on bitcoin and the new best-selling book bitcoin billionaires i want to invite you to join me on my new show untold stories for a deep dive into crypto history with the people who made that history together we'll explore the personalities and events that gave rise to bitcoin and the crypto revolution the innovation the collaboration the battles and the busts you'll have a front row seat to the early days of crypto up to today and you'll hear from the folks who lived through it and survived to drive this movement mainstream Untold Stories looks back to reveal what inspired some of the greatest minds on Earth to come together to create this technology and change the future for everyone. So join me and my guests, the techies and the traders, the entrepreneurs and the innovators as we explore our past and understand what that means for the future. Listen now on UntoldStories.com. That's UntoldStories.com.
0: is free talk live 855 450 free that's our toll free number that's 855 450 3733 we are live not just tonight we're live pretty much 365 days a year there's a few days when i yeah. got the events to 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 travel to and we'll do some inv- interviews on on site like Ian and Mark just were in
1: freedom that was- Freedom Fest and Anarcho Vegas. So we went to two different
2: uh, conventions in a week. Nice. Uh-huh. Aha, and- I didn't yeah. know about Anarcho Vegas. <laughs> a lot of people that? didn't
1: know about it. It was its first year. And mm-hmm. for its first year, it was very good. It was very successful. About 200 people, uh which is bigger than Keenvention was, uh, I think the entire time I threw Keenvention. So right mm, out the gate. Uh, they they broke even on year number one. Which, if you can throw a convention and cover your costs, you've had a successful first year.
0: But did they have the quality of keynote speakers that Keenvention did?
2: The quality of key of keynote speaker? Yes, okay. uh,
0: of,
1: of Keenvention.
0: I mean, Keyvention
2: had
1: some great keynotes. I, I was mean, no doubt. i
0: just thinking back, there there were some uh, exemplary people on that.
1: Oh, yeah. You're referring to uh, yourself.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Marco so Vegas
2: didn't have me, and so that's a drawback. <laughs> but for a very reasonable price, they could have me <laughs> next year. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it's good to see these things turn up, and it's good to see people putting the effort into putting something together to attract Liberty-minded people to get them together and and yeah, talking about ideas and that's that's sweet.
1: Yeah, they had a nice little uh, free Ross auction the night before, so it was only a one day, mostly like an afternoon event. It didn't start until noonish, right, and it went till about six or seven uh, in the evening. But the prior night they had a party at uh, I think it was Joby Weeks's house. I don't know if people that people that know the crypto community probably know that name. Um, but uh, through a nice party with I would say a solid. <laughs> 40-plus people in this guy's uh, this guy's house, a relatively small place to, uh, to hang out, and uh, Lynn Ulbricht was there from Free Ross, the mother of Ross Ulbricht, Ulbricht the sure. founder of the Silk Road, the underground drug marketplace, who's now in a prison uh, cell for the rest of his life, plus 40 years, two life sentences, plus 40 years. And uh, over fifteen hundred dollars was raised in a what was a relatively short, like ten minute long uh, auction. They they auctioned off a nice piece of artwork of of Ross and some DVDs and like some clothing as well, and it was great.
0: So, is this a trend where every uh liberty oriented? Uh, convention, get-together, whatever, they're going to have A, a Free auction. Ross auction. I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. I hope they do.
1: It, uh, the, the one at the, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is like a two-hour-long auction, like a real auction, yeah. uh, brought in over $10,000 for Free Ross.
0: And nice. these are great. Um, this is more important uh, now than ever as the Trump administration has design, decided that, you know, we got some people we ought to be executing. What? This is uh breaking news. The last couple days, really? but basically the the Trump administration is saying we've got all these people still on death row. We need to make some room, and they've wow. already released the names of the first five people that will be executed at the federal level. Whoa! Uh, will be executed by the uh, end of twenty twenty. They're going to begin in uh, this year and going into twenty twenty. Not a good thing. Uh, it's a horrible thing, and I can't for the life of me if you are pro death penalty i'd like to hear from you mm. and uh, just a little preview i am going to counter with all the instances of people that turned out to be innocent and it was proven through dna or through other means um, you- there are
2: hundreds okay. of those incidents now yes. Now, to me given the choice between being wrongly convicted of a crime and locked up for 50 years and being wrongly committed Uh, convicted of a crime and being immediately taken out and shot i would take immediately being taken out and shot Mm. because if i'm going to do the rest of my life in prison that's worse than being dead
0: and you have some experience that i can't relate to Uh, you've spent time in jail for your beliefs i almost a year i've I've
2: spent well a year and a half um plus a couple months here and there that's combining all the sentences. Together. Yeah, combining everything everything together because I did a, a year for the uh, for the weed, six months for uh, violation of probation, and then I've had I did like sixty days another time up here, and I did thirty days back in Ann Arbor. Well, it's
1: interesting that uh, they're looking to put people to death, Chris. Because on the other side of that issue, they've been releasing people from the federal prison system. There was news while we were in Vegas. I put it in my show prep somewhere here about uh, the First Step Act, which you may listeners may recall. Sure. Uh, that uh, this thing was passed during the Trump administration. Trump supported it. He signed it, and uh, now they are beginning to release. A set of several hundred, if not a few thousand, prisoners, and uh, hundreds of them are drug-related convictions. So, on one side, you've got some a minor bit of prison reform at the federal level that's actually turning people loose, and then uh, which we support. I think I don't speak yes, for all of you guys, no, but I'm pretty absolutely. sure we all support this. But then on the other side, on the other side of it, they're killing people.
0: Yeah, I'm. This what is what makes assume- me suspect of a little bit of politics going on. Trump maybe playing to his base, mm-hmm. going, "Look, we'll we'll kill some bad guys, but
1: you got to let you know, but we're letting some out, right? Yeah. Right.
2: Well, um, and you know, just to play devil's advocate here, it's." I mean, the idea of democracy is you do what the people who voted for you want you to do. So um, now I don't think democracy is necessarily a good idea, but in theory, that's what they're supposed to do. So to say he's playing to his base is almost to say he's being an honest politician to the extent that a politician can be honest.
0: Yeah, I think that's a oxymoron. Um, I, I do think that he's just playing this is, you know, this is what I'm going to do and It sucks. Um, I find it disgusting and reprehensible that you would dare play politics with people's lives, even if they are bad people uh, or even if they were they broke a law. And I was reading some of the cases of people that are on death row. And, you know, a lot of the cases sound a little questionable to me. For example, um, uh, I'm not going to be able to recall the. The, the details of all of them, but there's 62 people on federal death row right now, and believe it when I say they don't all sound like cut-and-dried cases.
2: What are the five cases in general? Did you look into those?
0: I didn't. I okay. just I just kind of caught the headline before I made it into the show, and I didn't bring in a story about it other than just an overview. Okay. Um, but first we're going to go to the phones where... We've got Justin in Arkansas. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
5: Hey, what's going on, guys?
1: Hey, we're doing a radio show. What's on your mind?
5: Uh, I think it was Chris that mentioned, uh, I forget the lady's name, that was arrested for running a underground drug ring.
1: Uh, I don't know if it was a lady. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the the Silk Road, which was Ross Ulbricht.
5: Oh, Silk Road. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I mean, come on. Hidden Wiki has uh, far surpassed anything that uh, Silk Road ever did.
1: Hidden Wiki? Can you tell our listeners what that is?
5: Okay, well, I mean, you guys are familiar with the Tor browser that Silk Road was... Oh, yeah. Like, you couldn't access it. Okay, well, uh, Hidden Wiki now is pretty much like if Tor had wikipedia mm-hmm. um that's hidden wiki so right.
1: i mean it, it but it, all the it, hidden it, wiki does is link to other website. sites it doesn't it, the, the hidden wiki does not have a drug sales section where you can list and purchase uh drugs so I mean, you could no, it, you it could find them absolutely there. does it no, does it absolutely does. really yes i had no idea absolutely. i just thought it was a uh yeah a links page or whatever for, for oh, our no.
0: listeners who I mean, may may not know what the Tor browser accesses it it accesses this thing called the onion network that is some people will call it the dark web uh a his it sounds scary
5: deep web
0: deep web right. deep webs probably, uh more accurate but in reality it is there's more data there that cannot be found through google uh than you can find through google um so absolutely yeah. So please, up. T- oh, hold on. Yeah, if you want to, we we'll, we'll keep you on the line. We can um hold that. on for just okay. a moment. 855-453. What do you think of this dark web and online drugs? Oh my god, the reality is terrorism. Is you can't stop commerce. If you make <laughs> certain things illegal, people are going to find ways around it. The government is not learning that. 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. Is free talk live 855 450 free? That's free as in freedom 855 450 3733. That's our toll free number. That's the number you call if you want to get on the air. Or hey, you can use Discord. Discord is a cool app. Use your high speed internet connection, the Discord app, and a quality microphone. You can sound like you are. Right here in the studio with us. You can find out more at discord.freetalklive.com. But first, I wanted to say hi to somebody. This is not a shout-out show. We are not doing shout-outs, but I do want to say thank you to Mike Sylvia.
1: We don't do requested shout-outs. But we do shout-out to our amplifiers. We do.
0: And he is an amplifier. What is an amplifier, you may ask? An amplifier is somebody who has made a pledge... To support the ideas of liberty here at free talk live mike is a platinum a platinum amplifier which Damn. means he is thanks uh, mike. made a pledge to donate 25 bucks a month and
1: that is really really cool above and beyond the call of duty we only ask for five but man thanks yeah it's awesome uh
0: that money goes towards getting us on more radio program more radio show uh, more <laughs> radio stations jeez you guys have been gone for a while, and I've just been sitting at home not doing radio, so pardon
1: me if I'm a little. By the way, Mike Sylvia is a, an A-plus rated state representative from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance here in New Hampshire. So not only is he a Free Talk Live listener, he's also one of the best. Uh, in fact, he won last year the liberty legislator of the year award mm-hmm. so one of our listeners is one of the top uh liberty friendly state reps in new hampshire which is pretty awesome yeah. and 25 bucks a month is more than he makes in his paycheck for state representative <laughs> that's
2: true <laughs> and he got me to wear a tuxedo that's true i remember that year it was um, uh, at the 420 right? yeah, I w- yeah when he said if i if i would wear a suit he would show up and smoke with and me and he did he not even normally smoke right but uh so i i said oh if you're gonna come and smoke with me i'll show up in a tuxedo and which he, I he did. honored
1: his word and, and not only <laughs> did he smoke cannabis on the steps of the state house we got a picture of him doing it which was pretty awesome so yeah.
0: picture me i i just moved to new hampshire i i hear there's going to be a 420 rally not really sure what to uh think and uh, one of the first people I meet is uh, Mike Silvia, state representative. He's got mm-hmm. his name tag on there. He's wore, wearing a suit. A nice guy. Yeah, super nice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a couple minutes later, I'm looking at the stage, and Mike's up there token away, yep. and
2: I'm like, good for you. <laughs> and speaking. Uh, yeah. And speaking. And speaking. And that's, uh, uh, that's so important to have them, hmm. you know, say, to have them voice their, their support for us directly also. Yep.
0: Mike is not afraid to take on the, uh, challenges we have in the Liberty community and some even that he's faced personally, he, right? He's, he's going
1: a, to court this, uh, this fall because the town of Belmont is coming after his property. Still
0: on mm-hmm. that thing. It's, it's amazing, but he'll stand up to him and, uh, yeah, we, awesome. are, we need more people like that in this world i intend yeah.
1: to go and support him at that that trial
2: yeah showing up at people's trials is uh it, it really does well for one thing it's very heartening for the activist right. to mm-hmm. know that people some, some care joy. when he's right. putting his butt on the line um but also i think it i think it will have some impact on uh on the procedures uh on the proceedings
0: exactly and uh if anybody thinks that the uh fight for liberty is a short man's a short game that's Mm. that's completely wrong it's going to take years but we're going to get there
1: so be like mike join the amp program at amp.freetalklive.com please it makes a big difference for us absolutely Absolutely. we're going to
0: go back to the phones where we've got justin holding justin you're on free talk live you still there
1: Yes, sir. I'm here. So, Justin, you were saying that the Hidden Wiki, which is a Tor website, meaning that it's on the what they call the dark web, um, that there were ways to buy and sell illegal drugs on the Hidden Wiki? I thought it was just a list of uh, links.
5: No, pretty much anything. Um, a- as a developer myself, like let me, let me just give you the, the uh, crash course in uh, web development. You set up your HTML, your CSS, JavaScript, if you have any, um, and then after that, but like, you push that to a server, right? Uh-huh. The server is not correlated with Google at all. So after you have this wonderful product, you have to tell Google, hey, you need to crawl my product.
6: Right. <laughs> so with, with a that's, spider, that's
5: a whole nother. Right. That exactly. That that. You have to have a, a robot
2: file. You have to have a... Um, what does that have I'm to do, do with the door? you have to be linked to by a site that their spider already covers, sure. because the, the, the way a spider works is right. it reads a page, it finds all the links, and then it crawls all the links.
1: But what does that have to do right. with our discussion about the hidden wiki allegedly having drug sales on it?
5: Well, um, it, it would be easy enough. And that's exactly what Tor is built on. Like, the URLs that all uh, Tor is built on are hashed. So, you know, like, if, for example, you're uh, Silk Road, right? It wouldn't be SilkRoad.com or anything like that. It would be hashed.
1: Yeah, what you're referring to is uh, when you're on tour, the website URLs are very different from your typical URL. Normally, on the the regular web, you want your URL to be memorable, um, freetalklive.com. In the case of Onion URLs, they're almost always a jumble of uh, letters and numbers. Sometimes they seem to manage to put some words in there, but it's always a jumbled up bunch of uh letters and numbers what
2: it looks like to me is the same sort of results he used to get from bitcoin addresses when people would generate a whole bunch of them and then uh-huh. grep for patterns they yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. i think I did that's that what's once. going on
1: well now here's what i want to know uh look you called in to say that you can buy and sell drugs on the hidden wiki i'm on the hidden wiki right now or at least a site that's purporting to be the hidden wiki um where do i find the drug sales section because i'm looking through here and i don't see anything about that are you on tour yeah that's yes. how you get on the hidden wiki is you have to be on tour
5: well, not necessarily, but um
1: well, there may be a mirror the, of it on the on the the regular web, but regardless, I'm just asking you know where do you go because it's just a wiki like for listeners that aren't familiar, a wiki is a right, user right. editable okay. database basically to with, an-
5: to answer your question yeah. um there's this section that says financial services
1: is yeah. that
5: correct I see it, yeah, and it, it's like. You can buy debit cards or PayPal accounts. Those are that yeah, matter.
1: that's highly illegal. Yes, yeah, okay,
5: huh. right, okay. It should be like two or three down from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <laughs> what, what you're you have- referring to is is a list of links. Okay, so uh, what you're talking about the hidden wiki is just a, a website that has links. There's not any way to buy and sell drugs on the hidden wiki
2: or anything or else. anything is else. There- no, no,
5: no, I'm not. I'm not accusing hidden wiki. I'm just saying like.
0: If How to find
5: them. needed it, that's. That, right, okay. Well, you like, weren't. I'm sorry. It, it wasn't clear.
1: It sounded like earlier you said that there was a section of the Hidden Wiki allowing people no, to buy and no, sell no. drugs. I, I, and that's I not the case.
5: I, I am, I, Of course it's not. I'm right. not that's, trying to say the Hidden Wiki okay. is the
1: New Silk Road. No, I'm no, no. saying that. In fact, if you, that, link, if you want a better link, if you want a better set of uh program. of links, and thanks for the call tonight, thanks man. I appreciate it. Man. If you want a better set of links, go to dark.fail. Right now I think that's probably the best website. It's a clear net site, uh, but it's got a current set of good links to all of the active uh underground drug marketplace sites. So I would recommend that one. Dark.fail.
0: Oh God, Free Talk Live told people how to buy drugs. You can do it on your own, folks. You can buy
1: legal things there too. This is Free talk. Do you operate a retail business and are looking for a solution for point-of-sale cryptocurrency acceptance? It's never been easier thanks to AnyPay.Global. There's no paperwork or approval process to open an account. If you already have a tablet at your cash register, you're almost done. Just sign up at AnyPay.Global, drop your personal crypto wallet addresses in our setup page, and then load our app. That's it. You're accepting cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Dash at your store. Get started now at AnyPay.Global. That's AnyPay.Global.
0: This is Free Talk Live 855 450 free free is in freedom free is in no Bernie Sanders there is no such thing as a free lunch but there is Free Talk Live 855 450 3733 it's radio you can you control that's that's sort of our tag it's it's a good idea it's the idea that there could be a radio show out there that doesn't have a big, booming, loud personality, where you could actually bring up a topic.
2: Speak for yourself. Well, of course. (laughs) I've got a big, loud, booming personality. (laughs) You
0: do, and I think anybody on the radio is likely to kind of follow that way, but we want to hear the topics that are important to you. You can call in with those topics, let us know, and we'll give you our opinion. Um, and we'll listen to yours eight fifty five four fifty free in studio. It's myself, Chris. I'm Ian, and nobody. And we've been talking all all kinds of stuff. We were just just took a call that discussed the dark web and and how it's easy scary. how oh it is very scary. It's very dark. <laughs> like you need a flashlight or something to get around over there, but. Um what the politicians love to tell you is that everything there is Ill- illegal false uh legal yeah. products are sold on the uh onion route uh onion network um, it's it 's a misnomer if you believe uh that all drug sales must come from the dark web that 's false uh most drug sales are conducted on street corners uh, if you honestly believe that that's uh that that this is where people transact in in secret cryptocurrencies to get away from the government. That's incorrect because most drugs are bought with u s one hundred dollar bills um if you want to know what most dealers like to deal with, it's u s one hundred dollar bills so uh, <laughs> the good dealers
1: will
2: take crypto although <laughs> exactly. although you know there was a
1: story I think it was within the last couple of years that they did a survey of drug users in I think it was Great Britain and i believe 25% of them said that they had purchased drugs on the dark net wow that's that's impressive i was impressed with that yeah
0: it is and it takes a, a little bit of technical know-how to just get there to just do it to, it to does. To use cryptocurrency, there's all these a things. learning
1: curve, big time. So evidently, because yeah. not only do you have to know how to use cryptocurrencies, right. but you also have to be able to get on the dark web, which again, you know, requires installing. Yeah. It's it's easier now than it's ever been. I mean, you pretty much you'd go uh, to download what they call Tor browser, and there's one for Linux, there's one for mm-hmm. you know Windows, etc. You download that, and you open the program, and you're you're on. I mean, it's not yeah. that hard to get there. Then you have to figure out where to go. And I said dark dot a good site uh, to list a. Bunch of the active uh, drug underground marketplaces. And again, it's not all drugs on these marketplaces. There's some legal items uh, that you can purchase there. And again, some drugs are legal in some places that aren't in others. So for instance, uh, Jamaica, for instance, it is legal to have psychedelic mushrooms, as I understand it, in Jamaica. Um, it's legal in a lot of U.S. states to have uh, to have cannabis. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Just because it's illegal someplace doesn't mean it's illegal in in all places.
2: This is true.
0: And here we have the failing of a one-size-fits-all federal government that's trying to lay down laws that apply to 320 million people Uh, equally and fairly. It doesn't, and I don't think they make any bones about it. Oh, yeah, and the Uh,
1: third thing you need to know. So not only do you need to know how to use crypto— not only, and preferably Monero, if you want to keep your your privacy, which is more complicated, mm-hmm. a little more complicated to learn than than just Bitcoin. Um, not only do you have to know how to be on the dark web, but also you have you really ought to know PGP. You ought to have some experience with what they call pretty good privacy. It's an old standard from I think the '90s or something like that.
0: Yeah, oh, it's by been uh,
2: around longer than that. Yeah, even.
0: Phil uh, Phil Zimmerman uh, famously wrote that program, and the government came in and said no you cannot export pgp software that would be a a national security (laughs) nightmare so what did he do he didn't release the software he released a book the book Mm -hmm. had all the code to pgp awesome So he did
2: release the software because the code is the software. He did, but he he released it it in a human-readable form, (laughs) which made his First Amendment case for him. Although since then, it's been found that code itself is is First Amendment protected Which is
1: one of the reasons why, in my opinion, the government in the United States will never be successful at stopping... Bitcoin's spread in the u.s because it's free. the final argument about bitcoin whether or not it's a currency whether or not it's you know money whether or not it's this or that mm-hmm. it is free speech it is somebody yeah. satoshi nakamoto whoever that is who wrote code that's uh, what it yeah. is
0: spoiler it's me
1: um, funny thing uh-oh. is i Look i out.
2: remember thinking when i first learned to use pgp about how it could be used to develop a cryptocurrency, Did you really? Where basically, <laughs> what you would do is you would just write the equivalent of a check, but it could be just it could be just typed out: transfer this amount to uh, to this person or mm. transfer this amount to bearer. Uh, but then it would be signed with your PGP key.
0: Nobody is nobody's satoshi nakamoto
2: um (laughs) Uh, nobody is is definitely not him (laughs) Uh,
0: we're gonna go to the phones where we've got bad slave bad slave you're on free talk live what's on your mind
7: thank you chris ian and nob can we shorten it to
2: nob (laughs) um
0: that's even more confusing
2: i i hope not (laughs) i don't know somebody asked me once when i was uh going by uh by rich he said can i call you dick for short i said i'll bet you can't call me dick for long
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what you got for us bad slave
7: anyways um I, our our uh, new nobody uh was telling me uh that uh he'd take a bullet rather than life and um I, and and i just I, I just questioned that i i i might have a little bit more behind the Behind the bars than, than you do, uh, not by much, but uh, I got up close to two years at least. Do you believe
0: now, it's a natural right to die?
7: Oh, I do. I do. I, I agree with that. I, and okay. I think that, that that it's silly for them to not just say, you know, well, you know, here, go ahead and take a bottle of uh, Oxycontin there or whatever, uh, get it done, you know. And if if you're so, I mean, it's save money for the taxpayer. But, I, you know, I think that we got to really, really in in at least politically in New Hampshire. And I I, I hate politics, but uh, the, we got to work on getting uh, these people released, uh, The 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 bulk of them, uh, I, I think that there's probably more than 50 percent of the people who are, are are the the victim of their crime uh, is the state. And the state, I'm sorry,
6: that's, it no says, that's
7: a fantasy victim and, you know, ought not have any impact on anyone.
1: Um, yeah, I've always and, laughed when I, I hear the state uh, agents claiming in court that the, that whoever the defendant is uh, violated the so-called peace and dignity of the state. And I just can't <laughs> help but laugh that, you know, there's nothing that's peaceful about the state, nothing at all. And, and they don't have any dignity either because they don't behave with any honor uh, towards, towards other human beings, in my opinion.
7: Mm-hmm. Ian, uh, the next time I hear that in court, I'm going to object. Loudly,
1: nice.
7: And I'm going to say, you know, who is that?
1: Uh, yeah. What? Well, what? Well, what is so, the state? You know, what, Define where, where the state. It? And also, can you prove that the state is a peaceful organization? Because if you're going to claim that it has peace, then let's see the evidence for it.
0: I would like to call yeah, the I state did, and put them on the stand. That's right. No, 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 no. Not not one representative. That that's not representative. And, I want and, all of yes. the. State. I want my
1: accuser on the stand.
0: Yes.
7: I would also say that we would have Buku. Evidence that uh, their dignity lacked seriously.
0: No,
2: absolutely. I hope you'll be at my trial. At my trial,
0: bro. Hey, uh, thanks for the call, bad slave. Eight fifty-five, four fifty, free. What do you think? Is the state of victim when you do something wrong that somebody (laughs) wrote a law against? I think most of the time, no. What if you smoke some weed? Is the state suffering? No. 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE, that's free as in freedom, 855-450-3733. Hey, what have I told you the easiest way to get a nice white sparkling smile is with mud? Huh? Huh? That doesn't make much sense. But Magic Mud, my Magic Mud, certainly does. It is black tooth powder made from charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. This is stuff you can just eat. You put it in your mouth, you brush with it, a black powder, and it will whiten your teeth. Matter of fact, it's clinically proven to whiten teeth. It's amazing product, and many people here in the studio have used it to some really good uh, effects. My, uh, it's available in most health food stores, Sprouts, CVS, Uh, natural foods, and Walmart in the natural beauty aisle. It's pretty amazing stuff, and the people that we know that have tried it have had rave reviews of it. You can save 20% off with coupon code FTL20 and going to MyMagicMud.com. That's MyMagicMud.com. Ian, you've tried it, haven't you? I've
1: used it many a time, actually. I have their uh, toothpaste in the bathroom here right now because they've got different products. They started with the powder, and then they added some more.
0: And I I think a lot of people, when when it first came out, were amazed at the results and surprised it. it, it it's kind of messy. You got to follow directions pretty carefully, but I'm anxious to try the toothpaste. Mm-hmm. I have some of that at home that I have yet to try.
2: And this is something you do once a week, not every time you brush your teeth? or
1: Yeah. Mark recommends it being occasional, like every four days to once a week or something like that for the powder, but the toothpaste you could use... More often, I think. Yeah. Because mm. the powder's somewhat, I think it's somewhat abrasive yes. uh, compared to, to a toothpaste. Well, Mark's so. a fine one to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, uh, the 20% off is pretty killer deal, so check that out. Absolutely. Again, uh, FTL20. That's that the at, code.
0: That's the code. Use that at mymagicmud.com. So uh, we've been talking dark web, and we've been, I guess, where we sort of started. Well, Bad Slave wanted to talk about... You know, whether we should be focused on um, people on on death row, you know, and Richard made a comment that he would rather take a bullet than have to spend life in prison. Like some people like Ross Ulbricht, Mm. uh, the guy who allegedly ran the Silk Road. Did you hear uh, that? Sorry
1: to interrupt. But did you hear that uh, El Chapo got half the sentence that Ross Ulbricht did? Unbelievable! That's what Lynn told me. Lynn Ulbricht, his mother, wow. told me this uh, this weekend. Half the sentence uh, for an actual murderer for an actual mass gang, murder. Yeah, gang leader. The I think he was involved in the
2: Sinaloa I cartel. I think technically he's a serial mass murderer, yeah. which is a rare thing, right? Um, you know, because. But-
0: and, uh, Not as Ross, dangerous,
1: according to the feds.
0: Ross Ulbricht, who who allegedly
1: ran the Silk Road, was sentenced to— He did to- run the Silk Road. He admitted that in, in trial. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which was a s- stupid thing to, for his attorney to do, in my opinion. I don't—I still don't understand that strategy to say in the opening statement, yes, my client did this,
2: but he didn't do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it— Oh, that was an unfortunate trial from every direction. I wonder if that attorney was co-opted.
1: I don't know. Possibly. But my God, to pay $100,000 for that defense was like, oh, wow. So
0: this guy ran an online drug marketplace, um, and some people, not him, uh, some people would go there and put up various products, some of which were illegal, and make them for sale to other consenting adults. Nobody forced anybody to buy anything on the Silk Road. Now this guy gets two life sentences. That means you you stay in prison until you're dead and if you are somehow resurrected uh and they catch you you're still in for another life. Yeah. Uh it's insanity and wasn't it plus 40 years yes. too? Yeah, mm. two life sentences plus 40 years. This guy is never likely going to see the light of day now let's talk about all his priors let's let's talk about his violent priors let's talk about his violent priors he must have done something else he didn't have any he didn't have any No, no he he wasn't a killer he wasn't a murderer he wasn't a rapist he didn't do anything i don't think he'd ever been in a fight i don't think so either looking at the guy you wouldn't think so but this gets two life sentences plus 40 years el chapo who was a legend for the violence that he wreaked in mexico it was insanity this guy kept escaping that was famously he would escape he would get yanked out on a helicopter and go out and kill more people and and you know wreak violence on his enemies and and this guy is is half a life's
1: what he the actual sentence uh life plus 30 was for el chapo
2: yeah Right, so one, light, one life plus 30, slightly less than two lives plus 40. Yeah. Now, bear in mind... Although that's he, kind of imaginary re- arithmetic to begin with. But.
0: Yeah, but bear in mind... This El Chapo's in
1: his 60s, too.
0: And this would be in Mexico, correct, where he was sentenced? No, this is in the U.S. No, it's U.S. He oh, was extradited He kept charged.
2: breaking out in Mexico, so, <laughs> so they, they said, <laughs> <laughs> we can hold him.
0: Okay, so <laughs> the U.S. government decides to sentence this violent guy for uh, one life plus some change, and sentences Ross Ulbricht Russ to two life sentences. That mm-hmm. means that you feel that Ross was a you know, a bigger threat than That's what El Chapo. Yeah. That is insanity. Well, it's
2: like Epstein, this human trafficking guy, got one month more than I got. He was accused of multiple counts of uh, rape and statutory rape. I was accused of selling weed. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it doesn't make any sense. Do
0: you see why we have, acid, why we have a problem with the um, with this system of punishment? It it doesn't make sense. And and God forbid, and I'm saying literally, God forbid, we start deciding we're going to kill people uh, again. And the Trump administration wants to do it. Bring back federal executions. There is there are so many circumstances that go into these decisions that. A final solution for them is the wrong thing to do. Uh, somebody's going to get one of these five guys who's facing execution now after sitting on death row uh, may be exonerated. And what happens then? That means that we, collectively, we, the United States, uh, if you feel you are part of the system, then you have taken part in a murder. You have elected someone who decided to take part in a murder. How does that make you feel about politicians that voted in a death penalty, knowing that there is a chance that they're going to kill the wrong person and their life? Yeah, it people, makes me sick.
1: People are so callous. A lot, a lot of people on this particular issue, because they just kind of write off anybody who's behind a jail cell uh, as though oh, that person was bad. They're a bad man, bad woman. They shouldn't have done what they did. Well, what if they didn't do what they are accused of doing? What if they were found guilty? With uh, falsified evidence. What if a prosecutor just wanted to put somebody behind bars to pad their conviction record and they literally cooked up the evidence against the uh, these people? We've seen hundreds, I believe around 200 people in the last few decades, be exonerated after the fact, after they have been convicted of various different violent crimes and such. DNA evidence came in decades later, or whatever, a witness came forward decades later to uh, exonerate these people.
0: The one that drives me nuts is when somebody does get exonerated, the truth comes out, turns out they were innocent, yet they confessed.
6: And this happens with
0: with surprising frequency. It's The police are very good at extracting a confession. A confession does not mean guilt. It means that at that moment, after being kept up in a a questioning room for, what, two days and being yelled at and being told, hey, if you just Mm -hmm. give us something...
1: You know, we can, it could be, we can get uh, the,
0: some sleep. Right. And,
1: well, it could also be like they're, you know, putting the screws to them in another way. So, for instance, let's say uh, they bust somebody and their girlfriend in a car full of drugs. Right. And it's like, look, buddy, we got you dead to rights. We got all the evidence. We're going to get our conviction. Now, look, you either agree that you were the smuggler here or we're going to charge your girlfriend and we're going to put her in jail, too. Mm-hmm. And it may, it may be something where somebody takes a fall for something they didn't do simply to try to protect somebody they care about they have all kinds of ways of putting uh, you know the screws to people
0: i'm going to recommend a book uh you might want to try to remember this one it's called the cadaver king and the country dentist um this is hmm. written by radley balco who's oh, yeah. a very good author and very good at documenting these things he wrote this book uh, basically about i believe it was a, a mississippi uh, medical examiner and a dentist uh, this dentist was extremely good at finding things in bite mark analysis. And a couple years after he did his thing, uh, all science has said that's bunk. That's and everybody you prosecuted, many of them with the death sentence, uh, with a death penalty, uh, are innocent. Mm. 855, wow. 453. What do you think? Should we be assassinating our own people?
1: This is Free Talk Live.
6: Live. This
0: is Free Talk Live, 855-453. Free as in freedom. That's our toll-free number, 855-450-3733. That's the number you can call and join us in our number three. We do three hours of radio every night, and it's all me. I do that. No, I'm kidding. We have a lot of hosts. Then We've got kind of a, a real a groundswell of hosts. Uh, of different voices so you tune in tonight you might catch me chris and and ian and nobody you might catch a saturday night show you're going to have a completely different cast you're going to get different voices with different opinions we don't always agree with each other we don't always and you won't you won't always agree with us i can guarantee you that that's okay but that's Mm. how conversations are started um one story i did want to talk about but first i wanted to to ask you guys if you are familiar with black uh, blackstone's ratio
1: i might have heard of it but yeah I don't
0: yeah know. so um william blackstone who was a famous english jurist he, he wrote kind of a seminal work called commentaries on the law of england mm-hmm. and and blackstone's law you may have heard that and that's a, a famous um book that that a lot of lawyer i think you're
1: thinking of black's law yeah black's law i'm sorry i don't know if that's the same guy i think you're right
0: uh but blackstone did write commentaries on english law Uh and he his ratio said this it and you may have heard this paraphrased it's better than 10 guilty persons escape than one innocent suffer
1: i agree and i've heard it's uh paraphrased as 100 to 1
0: yeah and i think there are probably a lot of variations but Mm -hmm. but he was kind of credited with that early one Um, We should not worry about uh, we should worry about it, but we shouldn't focus on the guilty man going free. We should really be concerned with the innocent man being
1: punished, right? Because look, it, it could be your kid who's next. You know, it's easy to sit out on the outside of a jail and say, those are criminals in there. But what if it's your son or your daughter who gets picked up on trumped up charges? What if they frame uh, somebody that you care about for a so-called crime that they didn't commit? If you try to pretend like it doesn't happen, uh, you're just, you know, plugging your head in the sand. And
0: sometimes the state decides, the state, which is just a bunch of people, your elected representatives decide that some people should die for what they've done. And this is becoming more and more problematic because of DNA evidence and uh, findings that many people that have been convicted are wrongly convicted uh, on trumped-up charges, as Ian was referring to. But the Trump administration is going to go back the other way, at least in terms of people on death row. This comes to us from Vox. The Trump administration is bringing back federal executions There have only been three federal executions since 1988. The last one was 2003. And meanwhile, you have more states like New Hampshire. I believe the total is up to 21 states that have outlawed the death penalty. U.S. Attorney General William Barr ordered the Federal Bureau on Prisons on Thursday to resume capital punishment for federal prisoners for the first time in nearly two decades and to change the drugs it uses to carry out executions.
1: Uh, yeah, I thought they stopped manufacturing those drugs. I think that's, that's why they're why, changing Yeah,
0: it. changing them to something else now. Because
1: it was so, um, I think the reason why they stopped manufacturing them, if I recall correctly, is because they were, uh, let's say, cruel and unusual.
2: Yeah, see, I don't understand why they wouldn't just induce an opiate overdose. That would be, mm. that's what makes sense to me. I mean, a a a, a quart of liquid morphine is going to kill anybody without any discernible discomfort.
0: Mm. Judge Barr said in a statement, quote, The Justice Department upholds the rule of law, and we owe it to the victims and their families to carry forward the sentence imposed by our justice system.
1: What if the victim wants to forgive their uh, their killer or... Uh, obviously the killer if they were killed they can't forgive but what if the uh, the family of you know the victim wants to forgive this person
0: uh, during a uh, sentencing hearing i am sure they would have the opportunity but the question is how do, how long is that good for mm. you know what if you change your mind what if you mm-hmm. decide that this is immoral uh, are you going to then be able to save someone's life the, the death penalty has been in decline in america although it's still legal in 29 states The number of executions carried out each year is falling, and the number of new death sentences is also on the decline. But at the federal level, the Trump administration wants to reverse the trend. Jeez. Ah.
1: I'd like to know from from anybody that's had a family member killed and that the killer was then put to death, did that fill the hole inside of you? Did that make you feel whole again? Did that make you feel good to see somebody else lose their life? Do
0: you still miss the person that you lost. Mm. I mean, one thing doesn't negate the other. Mm-hmm. It, it's just insane. The five inmates uh, five inmates to be executed are Daniel Lewis Lee, who murdered a family of three, Lisbon Mitchell, who killed a 63-year-old woman, and her 9-year-old granddaughter, Wesley Ira Perkey, who raped and killed a 16-year-old, in addition to two other victims, Alfred Bourgeois, who molested and killed a 2-year-old, uh, killed his 2-year-old Daughter and Dustin Lee honkin who fatally shot five people. I mean, now, there's no
1: doubt that those are terrifying, awful crimes. But what mm-hmm. I want to know is why are they in a federal uh, lockup anyway? I mean, what? Why is there a federal law prosecuting
2: somebody for murder? Shouldn't those be state-related crimes? There's there's a collection of reasons that that can happen. One can be uh, you committed the crime against a postal employee. Uh, one can be you committed to crime on a military base ah. uh, w- or you were a member of the military when you committed the crime.
1: Or what if you cross state lines in the process of the kidnapping? Uh, mi- or that's like the that. thing.
2: Kidnapping, I think, is specifically a federal crime. Mm. Um, and and that's because interstate flight is frequently a part of kidnapping, although I think mm. it's wrong. I think it should be punished on the state level. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the truth be told, assuming that all these guys are are in are are guilty, and you know, I I suspect they are. I certainly hope they are. I mean, I don't have a problem with whacking them. No, it's but only but I uncertainty do. is what gives me gives yes. me an issue there. And that uh, is, you but, can
0: have feelings that yes, yeah. this guy should put to death, but are you one hundred percent? certain of their guilt Mm. and how do you how how are we going to say blanket anybody who does this crime and goes through these steps we're 100 percent confident that we got the right guy the the united states have the
2: reasons that juries are frequently asked to um you know in some states and it depends on where you are in some states the jury will have a uh, second deliberation phase Uh, called the penalty phase where they will be asked in the case of a, of a capital murder, should we impose the death penalty or should we Mm. impose life in prison? And I think part of that is uh, kind of to give them an, an option to correct for lack of certainty. Yes.
0: And I, I appreciate that. But, but again, I go back to the book, the country doctor and the, or the country dentist and the cadaver King, um, by Radley Balco that outlines all these cases. I can't remember. I think it was something like 300 cases that ended up being overturned with various penalties, mm. up until including death, that happened in Mississippi. This is only 300 once, in Mississippi alone? Just in Mississippi. Whew. These guys were, this guy was legendary. The cadaver king, the uh, forensic officer, was legendary for how many, uh, how many, um, people he would view and how many he how many uh, autopsies he would perform they figured out that he was performing something like 200 according to his records like 200 autopsies per day it was uh, that's thousands impossible. per year of course it was and that's what they finally realized that this guy cannot possibly be doing it now wow. he, he was he
1: getting paid per uh, per autopsy? <laughs> I suspect he was.
0: Yes, he was, <laughs> and he was. He just basically had this sort of a scam running with the state, and he worked for the state, Man. and uh, he was making money hand How over fist. How many innocent
1: people went to prison? But you know?
0: again, a number of those cases, people sitting on death row, eight fifty five, four fifty three. What? Uh, may, maybe one
2: county find se- find seven hundred thousand corpses? I don't think that's possible that would only be
0: he was also working for other states 855 uh, 453 what do you think about the death penalty i'm against it change my mind <laughs> this is free talk live 855 453 free as in freedom that is our toll free number 855 855- Four five zero three seven three three. that's a number you can call and get on the radio. Tell us what's important, what's on your mind. Tell us what you think of the death penalty. That's what we've been talking about, and the Fed's deciding it's been too long. We need to start executing people again. But first, I want to tell you about an absolutely great piece of technology. It is the Edge Wallet. For cryptocurrencies, now, a wallet, when you deal with cryptocurrencies, that isn't a leather thing that you put in your back pocket. It's an electronic wallet, and the Edge wallet is pretty slick. It's available on iOS and the Android mobile platforms. You can buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies. It's user-controlled, and that's important in cryptocurrency. You want to own your money. You don't want to trust someone else with it. There's support for BTC, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum tokens, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, many, many more. This is built by a veteran team. They've been building things for mobile devices since did you hear 2014. They don't,
1: just added Ravencoin. Did they really? Yeah, and their most recent uh, Edge Wallet update. So if you don't have the latest version, you update, you'll get uh, the option to put Ravencoin in
2: that your Edge is Wallet. So I've select. been hearing people raving about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Their tagline is Secure Your Freedom. We couldn't agree more. Find out more at edge.app. That's edge.app. Well that's kind of cool. Ravencoin's yeah. uh getting some support. It's uh, definitely moving up there in the ranks. I think it's somewhere around uh, fifty on the is it okay. on the list of highest this is always kind of screw when they rate rank uh cryptocurrencies. Sometimes it's based on um, just the, the total dollar volume value of market what's cap, out there. Market as they cap. Call it. Yes. Thank you, Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, their market cap is 50th. So it, it makes them serious. But again, it's. And Bruce Fenton, who we've interviewed here on this show, we who, have. he'll be the first to tell you everything's. This stuff is speculative. Yep. Don't invest more than you are willing to lose. And that's certainly so true. true for most cryptocurrencies. And. Uh, it's it's certainly true in life. Mm-hmm. Don't invest more than you can lose. Good advice. Absolutely. Uh, this is myself, Chris, and Ian, and the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul, and we've been talking about the death penalty. And you know, my gosh, we've we've got to kill some people. We aren't killing enough people.
1: That's what they're saying at the federal level, that, apparently.
0: That is, and uh, it's it's an interesting. Uh, idea when when Trump on one hand um, introduces some reforms to the criminal justice system.
1: Right. 3,100, uh, according to a story I've, I've been sitting on here for show prep, 3,100 uh, federal prisoners are being released. Some of them are apparently then going to be uh, arrested immediately thereafter. <laughs> but uh, according to the story at uh, NPR, more than 3,100 people as of a few days ago uh, will be leaving the Bureau of Prisons custody starting, I think it was last week, part of what the Justice Department officials call a, quote, truly monumental effort to comply with the First Step Act, which we talked about the First Step Act right. here on Free Talk Live and criticized it for not going far enough. I mean, it it's good mm-hmm. that it. You know, it's good that they're taking a baby step in the right direction, but that's really all the First Step Act is, is just a baby step. Uh, It's a very, very weak form of uh, criminal justice reform, but still, they deserve some credit for it.
2: What exactly does it say?
1: I don't have it in front of me, uh, but uh, it was a very, very minor very minor reform on sentencing people that have been in there for a while there, there may be a summary of it here in this story but about 900 of those 3100 inmates are subject to detention by local authorities or immigration officials and their fate will be up to states or the department of homeland security so not all of them are, are walking out the door and going home others are you know 900 of them are walking out the door and possibly going to be uh, arrested immediately as soon as they're done well,
0: uh, another big headline last few days was you know joe biden criticizing the fact that criminal justice reform has not gone far enough uh, under trump and he wants to go even further mm. the audacity uh, audacity of joe lee um joe biden was the one who sponsored most of the problems with our criminal <laughs> justice in in the first place all these things that happened during the clinton years this was joe biden mm. sponsored legislation And And now we're talking
2: about the 1994 crime bill. um, Yeah, that one,
0: too. Um, But here you've got Joe Biden saying, well, it's just not going. They haven't uh, they're not proposing undoing enough of what I did. (laughs) It's well, it's just insane.
1: I mean, look, I will give somebody credit if they can actually change their mind about something. Now, whether or not politicians do that in these cases is another question. Or is he just you know running for office and wants to curry favor with uh you know certain i would
2: take his conversion a lot more seriously if it was presented with a little bit of contrition
1: Mm, like i'm sorry for what i did yes
2: exactly until he recognizes and acknowledges that he has done things that are criminal I d- I don't have any respect for his uh, for his conversion because since, he has not accepted his own responsibility.
1: Since you asked, uh, here's a little bit more about this uh, first step: the changes. So they say here that about 250 other inmates who are elderly or terminally ill have transitioned into home confinement or compassionate release programs since Trump signed the First Step law last December. Those programs existed in some form before the First Step Act, but advocates for prisoners and their families said they were used only sparingly previously and are now somewhat easier to access. Deputy Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen said, quote, the department intends to implement this law fully and on time with the goal of reducing crime, enhancing public safety, and strengthening the rule of law, he said. Authority also, authorities also unveiled a new risk assessment tool designed to identify prisoners who could benefit from prison programming that would allow them to win credits that count toward early release under the law. Inmates will be reassessed every six months under this new program uh so you know again, they've Sounds made like a few some... minor tweaks around the edges here, but uh it's affecting thirty one hundred people's lives in a somewhat positive, positive manner. manner yeah and
0: and no argument with that um i I just so many of these so many people that are sitting even in federal prison uh in state prisons in in county lockups for drugs for for honestly, for crimes that have no victim, and that is the most egregious thing. When you're charged with something and penalized for something where you did not harm anyone else other than maybe yourself, which I don't think should be against the law either, um, it's it's a travesty. It's a violation of what being an American was supposed to mean. Uh, the death penalty as it was practiced in the US including states and at federal and federal executions was ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court in Furman v Georgia in 1972 and then reinstated in 1988 when Congress passed the anti-drug abuse act they reinstated the death, the death penalty. penalty with
1: an anti-drug abuse act yes there you wow. go
0: federal executions though were not reinstated until 1988 And then for only a narrow range of cases, according to the Death Penalty Information Center, the Death Penalty Act of 1994 expanded the number of eligible offenses to 60, but the first federal executions did not occur until 2001. More coming up on this. I want to talk death penalty, and if you believe it, call me because I don't. I think it's bad law, 855 450
8: free. I'm a little obsessed with My Magic Mud. Several years ago, I met Jessica Harmon, the founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I didn't even know my teeth were coffee stained. A week's worth of use convinced me, and now I use it every three or four days. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, and I think it cleans better, too. My Magic Mud's available at most local health food stores, Sprouts, Natural Grocers, CVS, Walmart's Natural Beauty Isle, but I can get it for you for 20% off with coupon code FTL20 at MyMagicMud.com. .com ftl20mymagicmud.com yeah.
0: This is Free Talk Live 855 453 that's free as in freedom free as in Free Talk Live eight five five four five zero three seven three three. that's the number you call to get on the air with us the us in studios myself chris hey i'm ian and i'm nobody and we've been talking death penalty we've been talking a number of issues but that doesn't mean we have to keep talking about them we're happy to talk about what you like this is open phones radio sounds crazy sounds like complete anarchy in here well in a good way it is Uh, We want to hear what's important to you, not necessarily what's important to us. So I invite you to give me a call. But if you don't talk, we got to. We got (laughs) to. There's this this thing called dead air they really frown on. Yeah, they don't like
1: it at radio stations.
0: So we got to keep, uh, keep things moving, and that's what we do. So we bring in some stories, and we discuss them, and we have recently been talking about this return of
1: the federal death penalty. Um,
0: Most, more states all the time. Well, they didn't
1: outlaw it, just to be clear. It just hadn't been used since 2003.
0: They just felt they weren't killing enough people. And uh, according to um, our attorney general, he says, well, we need to get back on that wagon. We need to... Ramp up the uh, old Sparky or or however they're killing people these days. Drug
1: concoction, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. At the federal level? Um, uh, Believing that you are going to take another human's life. It's most humane by giving them a drug cocktail. That may be true, but I want you to tell me how you can tell with no uncertainty that someone is guilty. And this was not uh, trumped up charges it's not just trumped up charges it's uh, or a false confession they confess mm. because they had been worn down or the dna uh, evidence doesn't exist out there that exonerates them and this is what really drives me nuts when dna evidence exonerates someone that means someone else killed that person mm. that means the murderer is still out there and we're okay with that uh killing the wrong person i am not
2: thoughts
1: i'm with you i mean there's nothing else i can say you've uh, you've summed it up
2: i have no problem with killing the right person but i definitely have a problem with killing the wrong person
1: yeah well and then then that's the thing i mean a lot of times even in the best of circumstances where you're not dealing with a corrupt prosecutor who is purposefully tainting evidence Mm. or introducing false uh evidence where you actually have people who honestly believe they have the right guy and they're still wrong you know yeah, well, it, it, all it, def-
2: it definitely does happen, and it's a uh, it's Witnesses it's can be
1: very wrong in their recollection. Different witnesses recall the same incident differently. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I'm going to, uh, again, the book that I've been referring to is The Cadaver King and the Country Dentist by Radley Balco. He talks about, um, these are well-known facts. Did you know that most eyewitness uh, testimony is wrong? Yes. Most eyewitness mm-hmm. testimony is wrong. Uh, that people see things they that didn't thought, happen, and uh, you know, and it's not to say that police police have incentives to get a prosecution. Prosecutors have an incentive to get a prosecution, even if the evidence isn't right. They are incentivized to do so, and that leads to the wrong people. And sometimes it's just a a, a string of bad luck that ends up with somebody behind bars right. for thirty years or worse end up on death row wondering if they are
2: going to be killed. And I think the biggest solution to that would be strict liability for people who engage in that uh, in that line of work, which means basically when people in, in those lines of work make mistakes, they should be they held for personally it. accountable now for those mistakes.
0: Now, Rich, I think a lot of people listening would absolutely agree with you. Hey, if a cop, a uh, prosecutor arrests or charges the wrong man puts him in jail he should be liable yeah well unfortunately the supreme court have found that there is has found that there's something called qualified immunity Mm. and i've had a couple of stories uh that i might bring in one of these days uh discussing this so for example um you know a a man a, a police officer in i can't remember i think it was uh minnesota he was trying to shoot the family dog um because there was a call to this place he feared for his life from this dog uh by the way uh, i researched how many policemen have died uh from dog attacks From dog attacks uh six and three of them were from rabies back in the 1913s
1: so six over 100 years uh yes
0: wow and there was more than 100 years there was not a case of a officer being taken down by a dog mm-hmm. uh in in recent memory this just doesn't happen. Uh, but the long and the short of it, he was going to shoot the family dog. Um, unfortunately, the uh, 10-year-old son was behind um, him, behind the behind dog. The dog. Uh, he shot the child uh, and killed the dog uh, on his second try. Um, but wow. guess what happened? Uh, that This officer should have to pay the bills for the vet and should have certainly have to pay for shooting a child. I no, think
2: this officer should be first in line for that death penalty we were talking about.
0: Uh, unfortunately, the officer has qualified immunity.
2: Yeah, he's so still got his job, I suspect. He has
0: his job, and he cannot be prosecuted because his job would put him in a difficult position, and the you know this kind of lawsuit, that would make it very difficult for them to do their job. So the Supreme Court has this thing called qualified immunity, so he gets to walk yep. scot-free. I think that's wrong. Maybe you disagree with me, 855-453. Let me tell you. Tell me why I'm wrong. I'd love to hear
1: from somebody who thinks the police should have no liability for their actions. I don't think anyone has ever called with that position, but that's almost the way it is. That's, there's, it's very rare that you can actually successfully bring a lawsuit against a police uh, officer in, in his individual capacity. It's not impossible in certain circumstances, but it's almost impossible. You can try to bring charges. If you get, get a
0: conviction, that's even more difficult. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to the phones where we've got David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
3: Uh, more thieving politicians, uh, du jour. The, the latest one is um, there's a mayor. In Las Vegas, uh, New Mexico, a <laughs> Tonita uh, Gurule Giron, and what she did is she had a boyfriend who's a contractor, and she was funneling uh, uh, the bid process uh, illegally to the boyfriend to the tune of a couple hundred thousand dollars, and also um, she was uh, bullying her staff to whenever the uh, contractor had to do any business with the uh, with the city as far as um, that something that required a fee, um, he, he got uh, whatever service from the city without having to pay any filing fee where the rest of us had to pay a filing fee, hmm. some sort of service fee. Right. And so the, the, the attorney general of, uh, of New Mexico, uh, uh, Hector Bald Hairless, he uh, raided this mayor's home, that, uh, got a search warrant, and went to the home and took all our records oh. and whatever. And so they're in the process of figuring that out. And so the uh, city council in Las Vegas, New Mexico, they decided uh that uh, they'd seen enough over the the years that they watched they'd watched this mayor and so they finally put it on their city council docket to vote uh, on whether or not to uh to put the put the mayor out of her position because they had the power to do that. Okay. And so what the mayor did is is she apparently has the power to control the docket and she took that vote <laughs> off of the docket so that they <laughs> so that they couldn't vote her
2: yeah can't vote her out if you tried
3: somebody had to think through that structure (laughs) yeah and remember for some reason for some reason the fbi has labeled new mexico the most corrupt state in the nation but i can't for the life of me figure out what what they're talking about but uh well this is why we
1: need nobody for mayor i'd just like to add that (laughs) I, i agree Great story. I mean, horrible story. So what's the current status of this woman? She's had her office raided, but she's still the mayor, basically?
3: Yeah, the, the uh, attorney general uh, got a warrant, got a judge to sign a warrant, went in and took records from her home and from her office. And I, I guess they're still digesting digesting that they haven't uh, perhaps filed charges a legal will
1: advocate. be to come Thank we you, hope david for the we call
0: hope tonight charges will follow uh but david always it. has some entertaining stories from new yeah. mexico Eight fifty-five, five, four fifty free. our final segment we got time for your call this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. It's our final segment, but that doesn't mean you couldn't get on. We've got some phone lines open. Give us a call, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've been all over the board like we often are, and we like to be all over the board when you bring up new and interesting ideas. Here's one I thought was interesting. The House passed a two-year debt ceiling and budget deal, so no more of this craziness about raising the debt ceiling. I thought you told me off
1: the air they were getting rid of the debt ceiling.
0: Well, basically, uh, Ian, we've got two years that we don't have to talk about it. They just... Forget the debt ceiling. Forget that there's a limit on the credit card for at least for two years. You don't even have to bring it up. Just spend. Wait, so they're getting rid of the debt ceiling?
1: Or they're they're passing a debt ceiling? They're
0: suspending the uh, debt ceiling for two years.
1: Okay, that's a strange Uh, headline. Because the headline, you're on CNBC, the headline says, House Passes Two-Year Debt Ceiling and Budget Deal. Makes it sound like they're going to have a debt ceiling, but actually the deal is to get rid of the debt ceiling.
0: Right, just suspend it for a couple of years. They also agreed on uh some numbers. Remember that the United States had never seen a 1 trillion dollar budget uh not under George W. Bush, not under Obama. It took the great one, it took uh the orange man, it took Donald Trump to surpass a trillion dollar a year budget. Uh, part of this deal. Raises... Oh wait, he's
1: small government though. See, he's cutting back the government. Yes, uh, he's draining the swamp. He is. It's huge. It's the.
0: That's <laughs> you gotta... why the Democrat, or you... the Republicans are that party of small government.
1: You gotta take the. You gotta. You gotta get rid of the debt ceiling in order to
2: cut the government down. <laughs>
1: See, doesn't that make sense?
2: Absolutely. Uh, in twenty twenty, they cut the government down with guillotines, and that worked really well. I liked it. Uh,
0: 101.37 trillion dollars in 2020 and slightly higher in 2021 the agreement will uh and trump's behind this right of course why wouldn't you nancy pelosi's behind it why wouldn't she be behind it the republicans on in the senate uh they've indicated that they're gonna pass it so i guess everybody's for it except for me I don't understand why they're doing the things that they do.
2: I'll I'll bet you Rand Paul isn't for it. I'll bet you Amash is not for it. I hope not. Please tell me if I'm wrong so I can... Amash is one
0: of those uh, outliers that seems to think that this doesn't make any sense when you're $22 trillion in debt.
2: Oh, gosh, you ain't wrong. What's another 20 trillion? I mean, once you're already that deep. Exactly. 20 trillion here, 20 trillion there. Pretty soon you're talking about <laughs> real, real money. we <laughs> <laughs> We're or not? Exactly. It's
1: all fake money anyway, right? They're just printing it. They True. are
0: practicing um modern monetary theory, the thing that they derided uh when it came out of the mouth of uh Alexandria or or Te- what is her middle name? Uh, Alexandria
1: Ocasio Cortez.
0: I just got hung up on that. Ocasio. Well, see, it's
2: bad How about when just awk. It's
1: bad. <laughs> AOC. It's, it's bad when Venezuela does it, but it's okay when the U.S. government prints their money out. It's totally fine. Absolutely. Ock. Hey, we're
0: <laughs> we're going to Discord where we've got. Let's see what your name is today. Mortified Penguin, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your
9: mind? yeah hey guys it's the original nickname our original username mortified penguin you, um, you're doing that
0: the, you're doing that for me correct because i always stumble over which one you've chosen on a given day
9: yeah i always keep changing the name i know it's kind of confusing when i call in so i decided to go with the original what a guy um, which is still the best but i wanted to uh call in about the protest first about the protests in puerto rico uh, i know you guys what? were doing recorder shows when those were what's happening down there and, People really came out in the streets and, and mobilized hardcore, just out of really sheer anger about what. Uh, so apparently, text messages between the governor and his staff were released, where they he made they made all kinds of really horrible like um, comments about people and women and Mm. and they said they were homophobic and they were making fun of even like the dead bodies in the street from the hurricane hit there they were just really insensitive just really so just generally like they hit all all kinds of demographics but they were really insensitive in general so so bad that like people just came out full force in the streets demanding his resignation demanding his resignation um you know, Trump so English. that's what Which it takes t-
2: do they want
1: the governor
9: yeah. the governor okay. so
1: that's what it takes to get people out in the streets if the governor says mean things that's not, what i was gonna say not taxes not throwing innocent people in prison not any not of those whacking things people just he says some insensitive <laughs> things and that's what ma- makes it, it makes people yeah, angry.
9: apparently unless puerto rico is just different and they're ready to come out in the streets but it was a uh, governor Rosello and um he could, then he would say oh i was i'm ready to uh I'm not going to resign, but I won't run for another term. And he's like the rich guy, uh, last uh, former governor's son, you know, kind of groomed for the job and everything. Democrat um, or Republican? I think he's Republican. Not entirely sure. Interesting. He, so he replaced, in the, he replaced the woman who had
2: the public dispute with Trump over the hurricane.
9: Uh, no, she was the mayor. And actually, some of her messages were mayor, making okay. fun of her. He's, he's the mayor of San Juan, I think. Gotcha. And oh, okay. um, yeah, they just kept at it. And all the, like, the Puerto Rican celebrities flew in and people, they just shut everything down until he left. And I mean, so apparently it can be done if people are angry enough. But obviously, when people were too worried about uh, these culture war issues and everything, you're not going to get people just apparently they're not going to get upset because right. the other side getting in is worse.
0: Well, again, what's how's that? very different than the united states i mean everybody's up in arms not so much somewhat over trump's uh policies but you know most democrats were up in arms because he said grab a woman by the blank Mm -hmm. um you know he said something insensitive about this group or that group um it's it's all emotional and meanwhile you know two years of there's no limit on our credit card that's not a problem we support that
9: Is it time yeah, to reinstate and, the Tea Party? Right. <laughs> well, you won't see that because, of course, you, you've seen in the uh, since Reagan, you've seen uh, under Reagan, uh, Bush Senior, and, and W W, uh, the deficits deficits have gone up by a huge amount, and of course, in, under Clinton and Obama, deficits deficits uh, decreased. And that was pointed out to me that, of course, that's because Republicans will massively increase spending and cut taxes, and right. uh, Democrats will not cut taxes. Which is, I mean, I don't know, but they'll still worse. massively probably,
2: increase spending. So yep. we're still getting robbed blind. It's just that, right? You know,
9: somebody it's else. done in such we're a way that doesn't it, make so any economic sense. If
0: you're going to increase spending, have children
9: get get um, so. But but basically, what happens with the deficit spending is that um, this is another thing I want to talk about uh, at some point. That uh, this it very soon. Um, Entitlement programs will be overshadowed by spending on the debt. And then national defense as a whole, the like the biggest line item, will be overshadowed by uh, just payments on interest on the debt. And yeah. they'll just keep spending and spending and spending. Republicans and Democrats, they don't care. Because yeah.
0: they're not going to be around to have to pay for it. Uh, they can take their retirement and leave. Uh, the rest of us are expected to pay for it. Uh, it's nuts. Uh, free market penguin, thanks for the call. Um, This idea that that you can spend forever, uh, at least at at one point you had the Republicans saying that doesn't make sense. And now the Republicans are saying, well, it sort of makes sense uh, because we have all these things we absolutely have to have. Like we have Mm -hmm. to have 10 times the next largest military in the world. Uh, That's just common sense. Uh, we still have to. We're never going to touch your social security because, well, we just think we need old people's votes. Um, Mm. it has nothing to do with. Well, they've already spent the
8: money.
2: That's true. So I I don't know what you mean. They won't touch it. They they touched it. (laughs) Can't (laughs) keep their hands. They touched it it so so good. It's gone. (laughs) Rich, isn't that in a (laughs) lockbox? Huh. Uh, That's in a lockbox. Well, I don't know where they put it after they jacked it, but... Right, yeah. uh,
0: but they do make this stuff up. The problem is it makes no economic sense. You could never run your home. You could never run your household. You could never run your family's finances if you behaved half as poorly as these guys do. And mm-hmm. you're looking at a organization that can't budget its own. It can't balance its own budget. And now you want to give it total control over health care. And you Terrifying. want to trust it uh, with managing everybody's student loans.
1: Stop the madness.
0: <laughs> is. Stop the madness. I
6: just don't now, know there is where to one go change.
2: And And the student loan issue, um, you know, on the one hand, I don't like the Bernie Sanders idea of... Uh, Canceling student loans And basically having the government pay for them Because basically what that is Is that's another bank bailout By another name What they need to do is they need to restore bankruptcy protection For the students And if the students are bankrupt, let them declare bankruptcy. If they're not bankrupt, then they didn't get screwed. They just got a degree and they're doing fine. I'm going to tell you. And then let the banks go bankrupt if they wrote too many bad lines.
0: Exactly. The reality is, is there is no bailout. It's just transferring debt. Free talk live.
1: See you tomorrow. It's Free Talk Live, and uh, we are here at AnarchoVegas. AnarchoVegas.com is the site. Unfortunately, we just don't have enough time to, uh, to interview everybody. That I want we, to interview everybody here. That we want to, and uh, the, the, the day is running out. But we got one more. Mark, can you uh, introduce our next Yeah, WWE? this is
8: Mr. Freeman, and he's got a uh, cryptocurrency. Another Mr. Yeah. Freeman. Yes, another right. Mr. Freeman.
1: So welcome, Mr. Freeman. Uh, you've got a crypto, and, or is a soon-to-launch crypto, right? Thank
10: you. Yeah, so the website is epic.cash or epic.tech. They resolve to the same place. And so we've been working together for about two years now on bringing Wimble, which is a privacy technology, a fundamental innovation in blockchain that came out of the lab about two years ago. Is this your lab? No, no. This was an anonymous, pseudonymous person named Tom Elvis Jedusor, um, which Mimble Wimble comes from Harry Potter. It's a tongue-tying spell. Okay. Um, Bitcoin is great. Everybody here loves Bitcoin. We all got into it in different ways. But the problem, or one of the problems with it, is that it's not fungible. And the reason it's not fungible, which means that one Bitcoin is not the same as another, you need to care about which Bitcoin you got. Because if you bought stolen Bitcoin or hacked Bitcoin or terrorist drug dealer child porn Bitcoin, any one of those bad things, you're in for some trouble, because as Ross Ulbricht discovered to his detriment, you can be traced and tracked and, and go to jail uh, if you do. Well, uh, I mean, they got him because he was running a uh, an underground market website. I, I've not heard any
1: news, but that the way gone they got
10: him. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but the way they got them was based on observing the transaction between the wallet and the nodes. And so our coin, not to condone criminal or illegal, let's say, behavior, um, Mm -hmm. as an anarchist, uh, we feel a certain way about that, but we might be in the minority, Um, the traffic was observed between the wallet originating the transaction at that library in San Francisco um, then sent to the network and it was observed between wallet and node and so our code uses something called dandelion routing where it bounces the transaction around between nodes a few times randomly, so you might send it in San Francisco, but it might come out in Shanghai mm-hmm. or who knows where and, and it's you, you by can't default. tell so uh, so it's private in that way but then every transaction in a block is mixed with every other transaction so just like when you uh, scramble eggs, you can't unscramble them and put them back together Right. Um, every transaction in every block is mixed together, and you can't turn that off. So Hmm. privacy is absolutely fundamental to this coin. And uh, so we replicate the Bitcoin supply mechanics of starting at zero, entirely community project, no pre-mine, no ICO, uh, no funky stuff like that, which means it's not a security uh, by by Howie and and shouldn't be any problem to get listed on exchanges. What's Howie? Howie is uh, the standard of the United States SEC determining whether something is a security or not. And so under the securities legislation of 1933 and 1934, most of the ICO projects that came out in 2017 actually have some legal headwinds uh, where exchanges are either delisting them in in something called geofencing or ring fencing. Bittrex just delisted a number of uh, of tokens. Binance is doing the same. Hmm. So you had multiple billions of dollars of capital that went into these projects as utility tokens. There's two basic types of tokens, utility and security, um, and they're regulated differently, um, that gets into a whole minefield for, uh, for another time. Um, but it, uh, Epic Cash is going to be a crypto, not a token. Is e- that right? E- exactly. So uh-huh. we are our own blockchain. It's a MimbleWimble blockchain. MimbleWimble is just a, you can think of it as a compression technology. It's kind of like PNG for images. The raw file from your digital camera is maybe 40, megapix- or 40 uh, megabytes or something. And then mm-hmm. with the uh, JPEG or PNG, it compresses it down to two megs or whatever. So MimbleWimble is just a way of discarding the intermediate transaction data from uh, all of the the paths that Bitcoin or whatever currency took. Um, In Bitcoin you have to verify every transaction from when the coin was mined until where it ended up in your wallet. And so that's computationally intensive and one of the reasons why Bitcoin can only do about five and a half transactions a second. Mm -hmm. Mimblewimble cuts out, it's known as cut through, all the intermediate values. So in Bitcoin, if I give you one Bitcoin and you give it back and I give it back and back and back and and we do that a hundred times, you have to record all of those transactions in the blockchain. That's why the blockchain is over 200 gigabytes for
1: Bitcoin right now.
10: So if you represented... For
1: listeners that aren't familiar, blockchain is the record, uh, in the case of Bitcoin, public uh, ledger that goes all the way back to the very beginning of Bitcoin in 2009. 2009. Every transaction ever since then is recorded. You're saying uh, this Wimble trims that way exactly. down. Exactly.
10: So the math, um, before any further optimizations, we're a new chain. Uh, our code is based on Grin, which is written in Rust. One of the the beautiful parts about Rust versus the C++. This is a programming C++. language? Yeah. Is, so when I was in school uh, 20 years ago learning programming, they taught us C++. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be a kind of a really hardcore coder to work your way around the Bitcoin code base. And um, these genius guys at a project called Grin Um, they were actually the second to bring Mimblewimble out of the lab and and proved uh, theoretically that it works. They actually built a working code base In Rust, which every, not every, but if you're a high school student, a college student, if you're a young person and you want to go online and and download an app to learn programming, it's much easier to learn about Rust than C++. Hmm. So we hope to have a more inclusive developer base than is possible with uh, Bitcoin or Litecoin. or. So what you're saying
1: is by using Rust instead of C++, you'll be able to bring more developers in because more people are familiar with it. It's easier to to learn. It's easier
10: to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And... we're actually going to uh, be moving to a different code base that enables us to bring a higher level of assurance to the code. Uh, There are ways of proving mathematically that your code is secure rather than just assuming that because it hasn't been cracked yet that it is secure. Um, A lot of this is highly abstruse stuff, and if you have... um, uh, some genius in a dorm room somewhere who's to know that your 200 billion dollar blockchain might get cracked in seven mm, years or be quantum bad. or whatever um, if your information is worth securing then it's worth having the best security and so there's techniques uh, from aerospace and life sciences and uh, really hardcore engineering where it absolutely cannot fail and those techniques are known as high assurance um, and so projects like Cardano they approach that through um, uh, peer review and other academic methods and we're going at that a a different way Um, so we're actually only going to be using this code base for uh, probably a year or so we've already got the new one underway Um, our blockchain um, capacious as it is Bitcoin can do about um, 5.5 transactions a second Mm -hmm. we believe we can do at least double that maybe maybe triple but probably not much more than 4x Um, and that's just based on the block size and how much data you can fit in Um, if the entire blockchain uh, if the entire transactional history of bitcoin were represented in our blockchain instead of 200 gigs it would be about 20 wow that's a huge difference so we're almost on the cusp of being able to mine and run a node on mobile phones hmm. so um uh so and we think we can take that down even further um and so uh by this time next year we hope to have integrated layer two Solution with I don't know light- what that Lightning. Means. So basically, um, uh, you're familiar with the Bitcoin Lightning Network? Where- Vaguely. Okay, vaguely. So basi- I don't know if we
1: need to get into the technical yeah, uh, details sure, here because we're can, on the radio.
10: Sure, you can add, uh, it, but you can basically add a lot of transaction capacity. Mm-hmm. You give there's some scalability and other other trade offs, um, particularly in the way that Bitcoin did it. But the point is, if we're uh, if we're going to really create something that is a medium of exchange and not just a store of value, then what we have to do is be able to be used at point of sale for coffee transactions mm-hmm. and online and uh, buying tickets. and and so forth um And and so uh, our roadmap it it provides for a Visa Mastercard level of transactional throughput, which is about a thirty to fifty thousand transactions a second burst capacity maximum.
1: That's what you're shooting for eventually.
10: At about uh, under one percent of the -hmm. cost, because we don't need the data centers, we don't need the uh, just the licenses. Just it's so much cheaper to run
8: every problem in cryptocurrency and attempted to address it.
10: Ah, that's a big list. I don't know about every everyone. A a lot of the big ones. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 and why do we need another coin? I mean, Bitcoin is, is great, but um, you need to be rich to mine it. You need to be an expert. Um, you have to have a connection with Bitmain or now Samsung looks like they're going to uh, uh, take over uh, the hardware. At least that's my, uh, my, my bet. They have a strong, um, uh, strong product roadmap based on the seven nanometer fabs. Um, and so with ours, you can mine it on your everyday CPU, like your laptop there on RandomX. Um, Monero is going to be introducing RandomX as their single consensus algorithm for proof of work later this year.
1: I was going to ask, what's, uh, you know, is there a key difference between this and Monero? Absolutely. So can, you, can you sum it up in 30 seconds?
10: Sure. So transactional throughput. Monero can only do a few transactions a second. I don't Mm -hmm. know the exact number off the top of my head. Um, It really, it can't be mined at all on CPU, Mm -hmm. at least until the random X upgrade. It can be mined on GPU, but 73% of the blocks are mined on ASIC. So you're really disadvantaged um and uh also um it's uh it's it's a little bit clunky i mean yeah. uh plus it's already 1.7 billion of market cap so if you're coming in today and you want to 10x your money to get that lambo that all of us crypto guys love um, then you know it has to go to 17 billion. Whereas something like this, there's hardly anybody in our Telegram. I mean, if you guys want to come now, you can be uh, uh, <laughs> uh, among, among the first to come in. That's part of why we're here. How do I the, find the Telegram? The show. Uh, just go to Epic Cash and uh, click on the the Telegram link. Um, And we've got people in there to help set up with mining. And uh, it's a really welcoming community. Uh, We've actually got uh, telegrams spinning up in um, Arabic, uh, Bahasa Indonesia, Bahasa Malaysia, Chinese, Spanish, Portuguese, Russian, Romanian. Uh, I mean, uh, we're we're translating our white paper uh, this month into 20 languages. And then the second phase will be over 100 languages so gotcha. um I mean and that that speaks to inclusivity because we may think of Tagalog as kind of a longer tail fringe kind of a language that we don't really care about from our pinnacle uh, privileged position as uh here in America but if you're in Cebu City or uh you know where, wherever in the, in the Philippines Manila, yeah. Ma- Manila as an example yeah exactly uh Cebu they have their own, their own language um uh, but uh, uh the, the point remains uh, if you if you don't have access to the um to either the equipment or the know-how or the support or the community or whatever. You're disenfranchised. Um, yeah, or you're not even franchised in the in in the first place. Um and so uh to me one of the most relevant numbers about what we're doing is not tra- is not transactions per second, it's not uh speed, it's not block size, it's not any of those. It's how many people can use a better form of money than the one that they were uh, handed down through the powers that be. And there were only about 1 million people that used Bitcoin in the last 30 days. Mm. And that number is not growing. Um, uh, the the powers that be have circled the wagons to make Bitcoin a tarnished, damaged brand. And as a marketer, uh, it's one of the hardest things to do to rehabilitate a brand that For has sure. become associated with unsavory things, as uh, Bitcoin unfortunately has. And so that's why we named our coin... Epic private internet cash, which has a little bit of a, a geeky recursion to it if you look at it, it's you know EPIC kind of infinite curling back on itself. <laughs> um, which uh, has some, some nerd uh, backstory. Well Mr. Uh, Freeman, to it. we're
1: short on time. Sure, I really let's appreciate go. you coming on here yeah. tonight. Thank you so much. Epic.cash is your website. It launches August first, right? It does, but right. come and
10: see us
8: today. Thanks for joining Thanks, us guys. here.
1: It's Free Talk Live.
8: There are basically two types of advertising, direct response and branding. Radio's great for direct response with its low cost-to-listener ratio, but audio can't be beat for branding, which is a longer-term endeavor. You want to be the first thing that someone thinks of when they think about your product or service. If you have a local business that you want kept top of mind in your community, call the station. If you need national reach, Free Talk Live's got around 200 radio stations, millions of monthly listening sessions, can suit all budgets, and if we don't think we're right for you, we'll tell you. Email me, Mark, at